Well, say something, goddammit. You're on television. You're live to the whole world. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... The one and only Ralph. That's right, the one and only. This is episode number 142. And um, as we near the the end of the year, we have some movies for you. We're going to review two movies that are in theaters right now. One of them is Pixar slash Disney's latest Encanto. Encanto. Uh-huh. Um, we have that going for you. And then we also have um, the remake, not remake, uh, the sequel, long sequel from a long time ago, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And as part of something we should have done a long time ago, by a long time, I mean in the summer of this year, we're going to finish up um, our other co-host that's, that's here sometimes, uh, Luke. We're going to finish up his final marathon by reviewing Sideways. Um, now, that's just going to be a review with Luke and myself. Rafa's not in on that one, but it has been pre-recorded. Um, so that's what's in stock for you today. You can always find this episode at otherpodcast.com. Not to mention uh, whatever you listen to us on, which, by the way, totally send us a review. Any review will help us uh, figure, uh, you know, log- figure out the algorithms and stuff for others to find. <laughs> that would be great. Anyway, but you can find out what this marathon has been about. Luke's one, anyway. And not to mention our triple marathon that it was a, it was a part of, really. And uh, Sideways is the, the finale um, of that. So check it out there. Um, also, uh, this is a bit of a bit of a thing here um at the end of this segment mm-hmm. i'm going to announce the the movies for the next time because right. uh because like i said sideways was pre-recorded and we weren't sure initially what, what we we're gonna do or when so i'm gonna announce what the next weeks or the next two weeks whatever uh episode is gonna be about instead of at the end of the show it'll be at the end of the segment so with that in mind ralph how you been besides tired I have been exhausted because I've been working a hella OT. Yeah, exhausted and tired. Or... Yeah, well, exhausted is just like to the point where like everything kind of just hurts. Everything hurts. Yeah. Um, yeah have I, you ever like, had a hurt donut? I've broken, yes, I have. I've <laughs> broken, um, it hurts, doesn't it? Um, yes. I've broken some new boots at work. Literally, I've already worn them, I think, longer than a week, and I've only had them for like four days. <laughs> you know, like three days or something. That's like I've already worn them. Like, <laughs> anyways, besides the yes. point, it's just a lot right. of stuff like that. Just a lot of work. They're offering overtime. I mean, I have to take it because it's there's potential of no no bonuses here. So there's a whole they've been giving out bonuses like all year long for like you know just random little things, which is which is a cool incentive at work that I get. But everyone's used to a Christmas bonus end of year, depending on your performance. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, that our performance is no longer a grading scale, so now it's a just pass fail scale. So it's what are they going to perform? What are they going to give us? A dollar? I don't know. So like, I'm just I make my own. I make my own. What's it called a uh, bonus? So you're by hustling. working overtime. I'm hustling. Hustling. Yes. That being said, still found time found time to watch movies uh, this time around. Yes. Go me. Uh, but besides that, yeah. Um, little, little Black Friday shopping. Um, Thanksgiving was good overall with the family. I had to split it up between two families. Worked out. Everything's been good so far. Um, still haven't put my Christmas tree up, but I will by the time this episode's out. 
<laughs> okay, so by Wednesday. So um, first, right. Or it'll be up by then. So by the yeah. time you, anybody hears this, my Christmas tree is technically up. You can judge Tuesday, just to just to make you a liar. Wow. <laughs> Do that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, all right. Sounds good. Uh, I don't have much to report, honestly. Um, not not any new gaming or, or anything like that. I finished uh, this game mm-hmm. called uh, Little Nightmares Part Two. Okay. Um, because I played the first one earlier in the year, I really liked it. I love the aesthetic, love the art design, love the story. Uh, it's like a uh, a lyric less. There's no dialogue at all whatsoever. It's all um, creepy music, really, and uh, sound design. Uh-huh. And you tell, tell a story through motion. And it's a fun story. Um, both are. I I have more questions, but in a good way. At the end of part two, then I have it. And then, you know, it connects some dots for sure. But <laughs> there is a mystery going on. And it's just like flabbergasting and, and weird and cool. And like I said, it was more questions. Then answer. So I really hope they keep making these movies or uh, games. Uh-huh. Um, but it's so much fun. You're the, you know, have you heard? Of, you've heard of them, right? You've seen them gameplay. Uh, very, very. Oh, uh, okay. You like this? You like this kid? This little kid in both games. Not the same kid, mind you, but you're different kids in, in each of the games. And you're like stuck in this nightmare world. And it's by nightmare, I mean it looks like our world, except that it looks like something fucked up really happened to the world. Oh. And every everything you meet, um, if it's small chances are it's trying to kill you or eat you and if it's big it's definitely trying to kill you kidnap you eat you use you for experiment they're all different everyone has their own motives every adult and they're all like creatures like horrendous versions of humans some of them are straight up but uh they're straight up evil for sure to say the least um and it's like a nightmare thing and every and there's like levels to it not really like side scrolling but kind of it's not like in, it's like the game in limbo it's kind of like limbo where okay. you have to figure out how to get past uh, hurdles and whatnot to continue to escape. Um, I won't be surprised, actually, if they were made by the same guys, honestly, because it feels a lot like Limbo and um, what's the other one they made? Inside? Mm-hmm. Like that. So if you're interested, check it out. It is it is, it is like definitely like horror, you know. Fucked up things happen. Anyway, that's what I've been kind of going. I don't have anything for trees, nothing like that. I am not decorating <laughs> whatsoever, <laughs> not even remotely. Um, I'll just check out yours, and um, there you go. I'll just be attached to that. So, anyway, we're going to get into now some recent discoveries. Uh, Raph, you saw two or three. You saw three. Three. I almost missed them. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about the one of them that is in there that's a weird one. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. I'll talk. Uh, the first movie I saw was Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Resident Evil fan. I think me and you are both are. Um, so, watching stuff like this is kind of up our alley, or definitely up my alley. Um, I'll, it's, I'll read the quick description of it, because it does, and, uh, and then I'll talk about the movie. Uh, set in 1988, the origin story explores the secrets of the mysterious Spencer Mansion and the ill-fated Raccoon City. This is written and directed by uh, Johannes, Johannes uh, Roberts, um, okay. uh, starring uh, Kaya Sokodelario, I don't know these people, Robbie Amell, I've seen him before, Hannah John Cameron, Tom Cooper, or Hopper, uh, Donald Luke is in it. I know you. You know who that is, and Neil McDonough. Um, yeah, um, Donald Luke is like the kid from the Maze thing. No, Do- uh, Donald no. Luke is. He's uh, from the Perks of Being a Wallflower. Correct. Yes. he's not the kid, but he's the, the dad. Donald Luke no. is, is an old guy now. Hmm. Okay. He used to be in that one show. Um, 
I did. I did think of him as a kid. I thought that was a kid's name. No, no, no. He used to be that one show I can remember where he was like his the dad, and he just was like growing up. And I forget the name of it. Um, Wonder Years. I don't know. No, 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 not that. That um, <laughs> the first show I thought of when you said that. I'm like, I don't know. Wonder Years. <laughs> it was a movie. It was a show that they came out. That, Gra- by the way. Grounded for life. Grounded for life. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. He plays Chief Iron in the movie. Um. So. They take, uh, and this is for like a weird movie to talk about because of spoilers. I'm kind of talking directly to you here. Um, they take re- uh, uh, the first two games and they mash them together. Um, and uh, they take liberties with, obviously, you know, what, what's going to happen, how it happens, what the timeline is, uh, what they focus on, they show a lot of, and stuff like that. It's a short movie, it's under two hours. Um, and it's pretty cool i mean the creatures in it the zombies everything else works great i think a lot of the, i think a lot of the, uh, the horror scenes are actually there and i think it works out pretty decently in my opinion um s- some of the stuff is interesting to say the least um a lot of the set design is great the the ugh, excuse me the police department looks great um a lot of the things just look really well they butcher i would say about two characters Hmm. Um, and by butcher, what is, what is, what is like the butcher is talking to you, looking at you while you're talking to him. And he's like, Oh, I fucking destroyed this shit. Right. And then, uh, the other one was just like, eh, like it's still, still manageable, but it's still nonetheless pretty fucked up. Um, so it is a little sad to see that. And I don't want to ruin that part for anybody, uh, in my opinion of what, what they did with some of the characters, um, but overall, I actually think it's a not, it's not a bad, like series, you know, potential series of movies that if we're going to get more movies of these, you know, um, interesting where they went because where they went now, it's like they can, they're going to have to cancel a whole section of the games to continue in a weird way. Okay. Um, so I'm interested in that aspect and, uh, but like I said, overall, it does work well. It It's more like a one and a two and a half or one and a half kind of thing to two. Um, they try to focus on that. But uh, it was cool nonetheless. I had a lot of fun watching the movie. Um, I just do feel a little sad that, you know, because I'm so biased to the video games. Um, so, yeah, it's a little sad that where they went and what they, what they excluded and what they did to some of the characters. But um, I... I would say just once it once it comes out on VOD or whatever, you should watch it. Um, yeah, I probably will. Cool. Um, the next movie, um, it's Christmas time, so hey, opposite of horror movies, um, is uh, Ralph is watching Christmas movies, and um, I didn't realize this, but I'm gonna. This is a weird one for me. I've seen parts of the movie Elf, but I don't. I've never seen it all the way through. It's one of those movies where I think it's just been on TV so much. It's so like stapled right at this ah, point for a lot of people yeah i saw for the first time last year 2020 i mean right so like i just i've never seen it completely i saw the beginning and i was like i've never seen the beginning of this movie and then i saw some of the middle and i was like i've seen some of that and then i definitely seen the ending but i never saw any a lot of the stuff in the middle so it was really weird for me to watch it um and i watched it with my kid my kid loved it he's uh you know how he loves it something because uh, he rewatches it and he asked to rewatch Elf. 
So uh, that's a good thing, I guess. Um, but I had a good time with this movie. I mean, it's a it's a really good Christmas movie. Um, it's it's funny. It still hits all the notes of you know familiness and and Christmassy, and you know, uh, uh, and Will Ferrell. I mean, I think it's like peak time for Will Ferrell during those years, two thousand three. So I mean, it was just a really good Christmas movie. I'm sure everyone's seen it, or most people have. Um, and if you haven't, you should go watch it. That's no reason why you shouldn't. It's on HBO Max. Uh, yeah, HBO has uh, quite a few right now. Yeah, they do. They do. So that's Elf. I mean, there's really nothing else to talk about. It's an older movie. It's, yeah, it's good. Watch it. They have the world's best coffee. In there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people love uh, Elf the way the same way they love The Office. They really do. It's a lot of, it's it, feel, it feels that way. I it have does no feel like that. Yeah. Feeling like that for it. But I, still. I don't either. I think it's a great Christmas movie, though. I do I do agree with it. It's like, for sure, it's up there. And my last movie that I've seen is, uh, like I said, Christmassy, uh, is 8-Bit Christmas. Talk about HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. Um, it's actually only on HBO Max, according to this. Mm-hmm. It's one of their originals. Or whatever. One of the originals, yeah. So or say. licensed original, whatever. Um, in 1980s, Chicago, a uh, 10-year-old sets out on a quest to get the Christmas gift of his generation, the latest and greatest video game system. The NES, because uh, it's 8-bit, and NES is 8-bit, so it's not an SNES. Uh, directed by Michael Douse and written by Kevin uh, Jakubski, or Jakovsky? Jakub, yeah, anyways, whatever. Um, this is starring Winslow Vegley, Neil Patrick Harris, who's basically the narrator of the movie. Um, Steve Zane, or Steve Zahn, Trudan, Raphael. Oh, Raphael was misspelled incorrectly. Anyways, PH, we don't accept PHs around here. Nope. Nope. Uh, I'm going to say something right away. I dug this movie a lot. Um, I thought it was a cool, uh, cool homage to an like an '80s movie. Uh, it's it had the Christmas things going on where you're learning a lesson or you know learn about family or learn about whatever the hell the case is you're trying to teach. Um, it did a great job of that. Um, it has a really cool story, really cool, you know, thing. And uh, it you know, and it went back to what I think Hollywood loves to make, or whatever the case is, which is you know, sticking to the eighties and nineties stuff like that. Um, that it's the, the tones of that, um, but it felt so like it felt fun, you know. Um, there was good comedy. There was uh, uh, it felt it felt like a it felt like a story that I've heard before, and um, you know, obviously over-exaggerated, but it felt like a story that I've heard before. Just elongated, and now I'm watching it. And uh, I had a lot of fun with the movie. Um, Leo had some fun, but he also fell asleep and he was tired. Um, but he mm-hmm. did like overall the story, and he did like the, a lot of the, kind of the, kind of the other stuff. But also the movie's a little bit... Um, like it takes more liberties, I guess, um, with some things. that. Uh, but it's also like that 80s realm. I feel like I feel like uh, it wants to take more like of those like oh in the eighties we used to show we used to show boobs, you know and stuff like that. And it's like I feel like the movie wanted to. We're like don't forget guys, it's twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, um, but you know like things like of that nature. Um, but I dug it. I had a fun time watching the movie uh, and uh, little little things that they did, little flares that you can do because it's based you know it's filmed in twenty twenty one, not in the eighties. Uh, it's just an eighties story. Mm-hmm. Uh, being told. So, uh, yeah, that's 8-Bit Christmas. 
Um, and those are my movies that I've seen. I have a very similar trajectory than you. I start off with a horror movie, um, which is uh, the sequel to the one I mentioned in the last recent discovery. It's Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. This is the same title, just with a two at the end, part two. Um, it looks like uh, they were both made pretty much on top of each other. They both came out within a week, I think, on Netflix. So I always wanted to be a completist. I liked the first one. It was a fun time. It wasn't good or great, but it was a good, fun time. Yeah. And I saw a sequel, and I would say it's a little lesser than the first one. It definitely goes more out there and explaining the uh, the weird creature mutations that makes these monsters that I, again, okay. I mentioned in the first one. It's about monsters in the forest and some other country. I don't remember where. Um, but in the forest of this whatever uh, foreign country, you know, these creatures exist and they attack and kill humans viciously. A lot of squibs, a lot of blood, a lot of like attacks and whatnot. A lot of people like unassumingly, you know, um, and you know, whatever uh, the situation, they think it's some hoodlum and it's not kind of situation. Um, a little too much of that, I would say. But uh, I think the one good, the, the one saving grace, I guess, the thing that they do in this one is that they... There's a third act departure that involves the point the point of view of um, of one of the creatures, and it goes exclusively to them, and it goes further than you think they do, and the thought process and the way, like where the transformation is from human to mutant, I guess, and how alien it feels and it looks, and like there's this POV where my favorite scene, give or take, is where, um. The, the movie actively knows that it's shooting a showing you a horror movie scene, but through the perspective of the creature. So they like where to hide to scare the you know the human the most. Um, what creak in the floorboard to use to make the suspense grow? You know what I mean? All the things that you see through always the victim's point of view, you're actually seeing it through the through the monster. And that was a fun time because it was like it's so kind of meta. Yeah, in its own way, and that was the one the movie had the most fun, I believe, and I liked it the most. Uh, I'm not super satisfied where it ends up. I'm not going to spoil it, but but uh, it does go places. I don't know if they're going to make another one. I don't know if I'll watch it if they do, but I had fun with that with that bit at least. So that's uh, nobody sleeps in the woods tonight, part two, and this is on Netflix. Um, going up to the next two movies. My next two are Christmas movies. One is the one you mentioned, Roth. Eight Christmas, eight bit Christmas. Okay. I figure I, I should see one or two new ones. Yeah. And I may not watch any more, but these are the two I saw. 8-Bit Christmas, I agree with you. Um, I would say I think it hits a little too much in the nostalgia thing, but we're obsessed with that now. I mean... Oh, we really are. We really are obsessed. We're obsessed. And I think that, you know, it feels like a generational thing. I think we've always been obsessed with it. It's just that when we grew up, those movies felt old. And they, they, they yeah. get no, nothing. We're just old enough now, Rob, to actually you know, understand you know I, this nostalgia. You know who I blame on hmm. this? I blame that. Uh, that I blame Paul Rudd in that like that that summer movie or whatever he's in or something. Whatever that stupid white hot summer. Oh, oh. Amer- American white hot. Something like that. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I blame like yeah. once like around those times. I think that's when we started getting. Like I was like, oh man, we're just getting them for everything, and it's like after that, I just, I just. There's like, always a turning point for everyone. No, there is a turning point. Right. I just felt like it was yeah. around there. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad not, point. Not to blame Paul Rudd. Or <laughs> right. Well, he's also a, in a huge cast of other famous actors in that movie. By the way. Oh yeah. White Hot American huge Summer. Cast. That's it. Yeah. That's it. 
Um, which, by the way, they made another like two series after that, like years, <laughs> years later. Yeah, they're on Netflix. You should check them out. They're pretty fun, but they're very self-aware of what they're doing. Anyway, but 8-Bit Christmas, um, I would say it almost has the same exact feeling that I had, except that we placed the Nintendo system for the Super Nintendo system, and that's how you and I were. We're like, we want one, we want one so bad, we want us, and it's so expensive and so hard to get. Yeah. Um, because we, we we're, slightly, we're slightly too young. We for... had it in the S. <clears throat> yeah, we had, but it wasn't the same struggle that no, it Patrick wasn't. It was Harrison total hit. Heavy down mm-hmm. everything, right. and we burned it because we left but, it on too long. Yeah, but yeah, that's besides the point. But the Super NES, though, that's one. That's the one we were like changing for. Yeah. That and the Sega, obviously. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, Sega would have let that. Yeah. but we got them all, so we were. We our parents, got. Our parents were yeah, like, but, yeah, so. yeah. Our parents did, you know. I and I give them props. I'll say something. I give okay. them props, but <laughs> at the same time. They were very much like, we're going to buy you this console, but you're never getting any video games for this. Like, what was the point of it? Like, I don't we found our way. We found our way. We found ways, but it was just so annoying. It was just like, well, why do you need a game? That's what, that's what I'm going to get to. I really like, so uh, this movie does something really well. Mm-hmm. And that is like this, this like motivation, like the idea that this movie gets right is that how a kid can be motivated to do what it wants. Yeah. They will find a way. They will work so hard to do something so dumb. So dumb as a, as an adult, I mean. Something that you would never do as an adult. But they put way more effort than you do on anything when you're an adult. And I love that 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 difference there. And it's I think it gets that right. Um now I didn't love the movie necessarily. I get too much nostalgia. I didn't I didn't feel all the jokes. I didn't find it that delightful. Although I did find a lot of it super delightful, especially with the sister. I found that the most uh the best stuff for me. Um but yeah, it's like uh, it's like uh, you know how I met your mother meets a Christmas story, you know feels yeah. that way to me anyway. It, it, um, it did feel that actually. That's a great mm-hmm. way to put it. Yeah, felt that way to me, and even down to the you know Grinch. Instead of you say you know what you were smoking, you were doing drugs. Like, no, I was eating chocolate. Um, you know, replacing the story to make it fit to a PG or G audience. Yeah, correct, correct. Similar stuff. Next up here is uh, Home Sweet Home Alone. Did you know this was up? Yeah. Have you seen? Oh, okay. You nope. sound so disappointed. Haven't, haven't seen it. Nope. Uh, but just, you know of it. I know of it. I just, okay. I just, I don't know why this IP still exists. But continue. Right. I mean, there's been. I mean, uh, I know why. Because Home Alone makes a shit ton of money every fucking Christmas because everyone rewatches it because it's the biggest movie. Like, I honestly rewatched Home Alone already. So yeah, I see what I'm saying. Because it's, I mean, but yeah, that's 91. I mean, that's perfect age for me. That's my no. So it's a hundred percent. It's a perfect age for me. No, it's, a, it's a perfect age for right. Exactly. It's a perfect age for in our in our age. Yeah, you know, for that. Oh, 1990. Sorry, 91. Um. Anyway, Home Sweet Home Alone again is yet another installment. It's like the fifth or the sixth, and the Home Alone series. And I would say this is better than the um. This is not. This is not better than any McCall Culkin one for sure, but. I will say that it is better than any of the other ones after. I'll say that. And it has a very delightful premise in that it's the same, right? The same thing. A kid's home alone over the Christmas holiday. Uh, They're very rich in a huge house. All that stuff is still true. The traps are still true. Thieves are still the thieves and the the criminals. All that's still true. But what it does differently is that it makes the the thieves, in, in this case, um, Sympathetic. Oh, they're okay. actually kind of the heroes. They're not the wet bandits. No, they're the heroes. No, I, I would right. argue. I would argue they're the heroes of the movie. Huh, interesting. If 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 you if, if someone would said like, nah, I don't think so, then I would say they definitely share protagonist with the kid. 
Oh, wow. hundred percent, like a hundred fifty fifty. you know what I mean? Um, so I, I, th- I thought that was different and then that was kind of cool. I would say it leads to a lesser satisfying ending because they kind of like try to tread the line of having no actual villains, just a, like a weird situation occur where you're trying to sympathize with both. You know, when you try to sympathize with both, it's kind of, it's much easier to have a bad guy and a good guy. You can fucking, you know, go for the good guy, right? Then that Home Alone original, that's, Makes it rock solid. I mean, you, those thieves get to that kid, and that kid's dead. You know, that was never in contention in the original Home Alone. You know, so but so that one has that going for. It. There's real stakes, and this one, it's a mistaken stakes. You know, so and you'll see what I mean if you watch her off. I but I, I still found it very delightful watching that stuff, and some of that stuff worked. Some of the jokes went a little like new agey for me, and. By that, I mean, it was like, I don't know. They're trying to, like, incorporate new things in it. I'm like, I don't know. You're dating yourself already by adding stuff. But okay. Um, otherwise, it was, it was fun adding, you know, what traps would exist today for a kid with the uh, yeah. toys of today. Fun stuff overall. Okay. Um, they even show um, one of the cast from the original, uh, Kevin's uh, older brother with the spider. He's actually a cop in this movie. He's in a cameo. He's in a cameo. It's not like a major spoiler or anything. Yeah. Buzz, he's in a yeah, cameo. And it that. mentions that, like, oh, no, kid's going to be home alone. It's probably uh, someone calls him about that, like, that someone called in that uh, there's some kids home alone, right? And he's like, no, it's it's Kevin. He's just fucking with me because it's the holidays. <laughs> you know, shit like that. <laughs> That's funny. Um, anyway, so check it out. It's on Disney Plus, by the way. Um, next up here, uh, these two are not. Christmas movies. Um, this one's from Netflix. It's called The Harder They Fall. It would be a really weird title for a Christmas movie. The Harder They Fall? <laughs> yeah, for a yeah, Christmas no. movie? Yeah, yeah for sure. No, for sure. The Harder They Fall. Hot, the Death of Santa Claus reincarnated. That would be kind of fun. Um, this is a new movie. Um, and this one, ha- it's an all-black cast. I think black writer and screenwriter. Uh, James, James? No, it's James. James Samuel. Samuel? It just pronounced different. It's just written differently. Okay. Um, this one stars uh, Jonathan Majors, Zazie Beetz, um, Eddie Kadegi, sorry, RJ, hmm, RJ Seikler, Seiler, sorry, Dewanda Weiss, um, let's see who, Damon Wayans Jr. Um, I'm trying to see who you would recognize. Uh, Regina King, he's definitely huge. Lakeith Stanfield, and the main bad guy, I would say, is Idris Elba. Idris Elba for sure. And uh, Del Rolinda also. So those are the probably the names you recognize the most. Uh, anyway, uh, when an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge in this Western. It is a Western, and it's an all-black cast Western, all-black town, all like everything. And it's kind of a, it's very fun. It's This feels like a, like a Quentin Tarantino-style heavy movie. Okay. Um, we, along with the with the gun with the gun shooting and everyone's different slightly and they're what they're good at you know and uh, places go to maybe uh, the way it leads to the end in the final you know town dreaded sundown kind of shootout it all leads in ways that you maybe don't expect but you know it's inevitable and so it's a fun movie this is a fun action film um, it's uh, but it's not like super serious it's more like uh, Tombstone fun, or like you know, you know, it's better than that. It reminds me of uh, that Sam Raimi western, um, The Quick and the Dead. Oh, okay. So it has like a fun time like that, like The Quick and the Dead, badass stuff, choreography things. Um, Regina King is really good, man. She's so good. 
And um, and there was like a, a great little plot thing at the end that adds in a little more of the intrigue. I just dug this movie. A lot of fun. Watch it. Everyone should watch it. I know that. Uh, what's that other one that's famous um, with The Rock and uh, Gal Gadot? The um, Rock and Gal Gadot. You saw it. Spence, uh, no. Uh, Red no. Notice? Red, Red Notice. Notice. Yes. It's like I know a lot of people were watching that and making fun of it. This is like the successful version of that because they both think they both came on the same week. Nice. Um, this is, watch this one way more than that one. Anyway. Why are so you that's, this video? <laughs> well, that's uh, The Harder They Fall on Netflix. Next up here, I saw for the first time, even though I have seen, I had seen um, some scenes in the past, I finally saw Jennifer's Body from 2009. I never saw it. Never saw it, right? Yeah. Um, newly pos- movies that just never got into. Right. A newly possessed high school cheerleader turns into a succubus who specializes in killing her male classmates. Can her best friend put an end to the horror? And this is a famously underwatched, underperformed, under-criticized, whatever. It was, it, everyone hated it. Movie from 2009. It stars uh, Megan Fox, uh, Amanda Seyfried. Uh, Amanda, uh, Megan Fox, I would say, was at the height of her knowing, like everyone knew her. Amanda Seyfried was just starting, give or take. She had done movies, but not as big as she is now. It also has uh, Adam Brody in it. <laughs> he always plays such a fuckhead. Uh, he's such a good fuckhead, really. Um it has a very young, like or, or not young, but like early on, Chris Pratt, Jakey Simmons is in this for a bit. Kyle Gal- Galner, um, Amy Sedaris, a lot of people you kind of recognize here and there nowadays. Um, written direct, well, written by Diablo Cody, famously for writing Juno, and then directed by Karen Kusama. A great movie that anyway, so it's getting a resurgence off. Um, this movie. I don't mean this year. I mean lately, in the last couple years, maybe more, maybe five years. People have been coming out and saying that everyone trashed this movie, and when they shouldn't have, this movie's fantastic. It just came out, not at the wrong time, well, at the wrong time, yes, but it came out in such a weird time where there was no way they were going to appreciate this movie the way they would have if it came out today. And I was like, oh, it's one of those. Some of those are not real. Some people kind of exaggerate. And I was wanting to rewatch it, and I finally did. And I kind of agree with them now. I would agree in saying that we did judge this movie a little too much. I didn't see it because, for the obvious reasons, that probably everyone around me didn't see it. Everyone said it sucked. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to watch it then. You know, I never thought Megan Fox was exactly a draw. I get that she's hot, but it's not like I've only seen her in Transformers movies. Yeah. And I didn't care, you know? I agree. Yeah, I just didn't care. Um,. But, uh, but you know, watching this, and she's really good, and Amanda Seyfried's really good, and they're all pretty great. And this movie's about a lot of things, though. It's all about, you can see you can see a lot of different things if you're a different person or whatever, or different stations in your life. <laughs> you're a different person. No, I mean, saying, like, I can see someone else saying, oh, it's really about, you know, it's a it's a gay uh, or lesbian kind of movie. Oh, okay. I, okay. Say I, that, I get um, what you're saying. So you could categorize it separately. For the yeah, picture. right. Okay. okay. I would say, like, it's more of a... Of like a, a male female kind of like separation kind of fun uh, what do you call it? deconstruction right kind of movie um, or about the 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 the, uh, the powers that people who are popular versus the people who are not like it depends on what the succubus is able to get away with you know right. like it's so many things and the dialogue is super original even for it's like even if you take it to now I'm like that's really weird I've never seen dialogue quite like that before just like Juno in that in that sense. Uh, except very different with you know it's not the same but it's just different in the way that they're both different dialogues that you never heard before or unique uh i had a lot of fun 
really a lot of fun. Um, I even saw like, and I never do this because I I bought this movie, Blind bought it. It was on, it was on sale, and uh, and and the and when I bought it, it had all these deleted scenes. Of course, it had gag wheels, it had all these promotional things, extras and stuff. And I I rarely do this, but I actually saw them all because I was like into it after I saw the movie, and it was pretty fun. It was a lot of fun watching all that extra stuff. Um, and I'm like, man, this really. I mean, Diablo Cody had a hard time making. I don't think she's made. Has she maybe one more movie since then? I know she did a show with Showtime, but um, and Megan Fox is finally getting some movies in recognition again. I mentioned her latest film about a recent discovery or two ago. Um, still alive, I think it was called, and I, I really liked her in that movie too. But she's still like in that shadow of like being like, um, <laughs> what do you know? What do you call it? Um, desensitized, uh, ogled, made fun of, just for you know, looking the way she looks. But she's yeah. a pretty good actress, though, in this movie. So I mean, I mean, she's a pretty good actress anytime, and she's got to pick the right roles. So highly recommended. Uh, it's a re- it's a first time watch, but should have seen it back then. Anyway. That's it for our recent discoveries. Now, we're not going to end uh, the segment yet. We're gonna. I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to show you guys. Tell you guys what the next time yeah. movies are going to come out. So, remember, we are a bi-weekly show. So, next time on the 22nd of December. The thing that sucks is that the next one's due on the 22nd, the day that the new Matrix movie comes out. Right, I know. We're not going to review it. We're probably review for the next one after that. Uh, I mean, I'm watching that. Uh, the Good. I didn't, I'm not assuming what Roth will pick, but I'm assuming he will do that. So... <sighs> I right. I, I don't want to tell him to, to pick this movie. Okay, so he okay, kind of better pick it, you know. He anyway. kind of better pick. It. I'm watching it the day off, of course, because he's going to okay, get good. up. Yeah. Well, speaking of day one watches, uh, the first one on my list here for the next time is going to be the Spider-Man No Way Home, okay. which falls on the on the 17th of December. So we're getting right. at it close. Hopefully, we watch it soon. Um, yeah. And then we're going to watch uh, another one that's coming out in theaters by then. Unfortunately, the same weekend. It's um, Nightmare Alley, which is uh, Guillermo del Toro's latest film. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I want to see like, that. Why did it sound familiar? Yeah, and then you said it. <laughs> yep. And the other one, it, it's a new one. I don't know anything about it. I know it's a musical. It's by uh, you know the the returning and the really overworked probably Lin Manuel Miranda's uh, <laughs> Tick Tick Boom. <laughs> really overworked. I, he, looks, I, he looks overworked. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he's being overworked. You think so? I just think and he's I mean, like, it's all on himself. I mean, I'm sure he brings it on himself. Oh, I am 100% sure he brings it on himself. Right. But it's still happening. Um, tick, tick, boom. Have you heard of this? Nope. Yeah, it's, it's on Netflix right now. So everyone can watch it today. So, oh, cool. So it's, I think it's a musical and it stars Andrew Garfield. And that's oh, all I know. Interesting. I read a little bit of synopsis once, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know, I was like, oh, some in uh, some music composer doing something, and I saw some singing. I thought I did from the from the Netflix, you know, gallery thing, and uh, yeah, that's all I know. So uh, those are the three movies we're gonna watch next time. Um, now we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna review our first film for realsies of the evening called Encanto. Stay with us. Morning, abuelo. My cousin's ceremony is tonight. What's his gift? We're gonna find out. What's your gift? Who's asking? Us? Well, us. I can't just talk about myself. I'm only part of the amazing Madrigals. Who's all the amazing Madrigals? Ah, you're not gonna leave me alone, are you? Casita, help me out. Drawers. Floors. Floors. Let's go. 
just a lot you simply got to know So, welcome to family Madrigal The home of the family Madrigal We're on our way Where all the people are meant to go magical I'm part of the family Madrigal Oh my gosh, it's fun! What are they doing? I can't remember all the things I don't know Alright, alright, relax A young Colombian girl has to face the frustration of being the only member of her family without magical powers. This is Disney Encanto. There's no Pixar. It's just Disney's. Um, well, to the image it is. Well, I mean, well, Pixar is part of Disney. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. Um, this is directed by a bunch of people, uh, or directed by two people, and then this is co-directed by somebody. So Jared Bush and Byron Howard, and then Charisse Castro-Smith, also written by her, or Charisse Castro-Smith, um, Jared Bush, and Byron Howard. But the story is by Byron Howard, the other two are the screenplays. Um, obviously, this is an animated movie. Let's talk about that real quick. Let's get into the uh, actors, the audio actors. Uh, Stephanie Beatrice is Mirabelle. Was the first one, John Leguizamo, uh, or Leguizamo, is uh, Bruno, uh, Mauro Castillo is Felix, Jessica Dero is Luisa, Angie Cepeda is Julieta, uh, Peppa voice, oh yeah, Carolina Gatan is Peppa, uh, Diane, Diane Guerrero is Isabella, there's so many people, this is crazy, um, I'm going to say Ravi Kevod Conyers is Antonio. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that because he's a little kid. After that, yeah, get to more people. Um, that being said, this is, um, I totally picked this movie for the fact that, besides I wanted to watch it because, you know, it's, it looks like it looked like a good Disney movie. Um, cool original story, I guess, right? Originalish. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also wanted to see a movie with my kid. Like, that's the biggest reason. I wanted to take him to the movies. Not because oh. it's like uh, the, the, I don't want to say Mexican, but the Hispanic or Latino Avengers? Uh, no, it is. <laughs> it does feel like that. But I just, I also felt like it's something that, um, I don't know, something I guess that me and you didn't get, right? We get to go watch a Disney movie that kind of talks, not about our culture. I mean, it's our culture, technically, Latin culture. It's not necessarily not, our culture, but it's just like... Not the way Coco culture. is, for example. Not the way Coco is, right, exactly, but I'm saying like yeah. it is in that nature of like our people. Our yeah. people's peoples, you know? Maybe. Um, of Latin America. Yeah, of Latin America. Of Latin America. For a certain... Yeah. Guy, right? Uh, but it's like, it's a story that's... Especially the story of what Encanto is, right? And let's get, let me get into that. Um, which is the story, and then I'll explain my first impressions. It's just Overall, like, um, they're in an encanto, right? In case of you, um, like a town or their own little escape, right? Yes. Um, house. And then at the same time, it's uh, it's just like they're running away from, like, uh, violence and, uh, you know, war, technically, right, I guess? Humanity. Humanity. Right, they're running away. right. I have no running, idea. <laughs> right, there's a lot of that, right? They're running yeah. away from that and uh, to make their own, like, you know, like own little place so they're just more like just to live to be honest with you and that's mm-hmm. a story that's been i mean that happens in latin america every day it's now you know like still now it happens uh, people are running now. away so um it's very very uh up to date i guess uh what's it called theme you know um so yeah i'll bring that up and it's like they do bring that story into it you know 
and it's just them trying to live. That's really all it is. But uh, first impressions of the movie, um, I mean, obviously it's just high quality right away. Um, fit, it looks great. Um, I like the story a lot, and actually, I like how the story is being told. Um, even though it's not original, um, it's original in the aspect of like the, I guess, in the person. Our, our main narrator, which happens to be here, is Mirabel, right? Um, she. But, by the way, huh? did you have the same problem that you? I was constantly like, "Isn't it Maribel or Mar- Mirabel?" I was like, "I don't know any Mirabels, but I know Maribels." I'm like, I know a lot of Maribel. So, yeah. I was confusing my brain yeah, throughout it, the movie, but in a funny way. No, no. It, no, it, it did. I, I thought Maribel. Actually, I heard Maribel a couple times until I heard Mirabel, oh, and, and then I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then I let it go. So yeah, that's what I'm saying, Mirabel in English, because um, my brain will still confuse it. Anyways, it's easier for me to say it in English. And uh, I just felt like, through her perspective, we've seen like people like see a story, or you, someone tells you a story, and then you're like the voyeur in it, or just uh, the person in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but having the person interact in the story and everything else happening, very, it reminded me a lot of Hercules um, in that okay. aspect. And, uh, um, what's it called? And it felt, it almost felt like, uh, like she was leading, almost like she was like leading the story with her, with, with the people that we the, the, were telling the story. It was really cool. Um, and I liked it overall. Uh, what everyone, yeah, everyone has their power. My son is the fact that he's reading. I just heard him. Yeah. That's funny. It's yeah. cute. Um, it, it is cute and it's, uh, everyone no, I mean, has Leo. Their, it's cute. You know, the, the Luke, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's cute. And I, I do like the fact that everyone is I guess unique, but it's also like, it's like almost what you want. It's not, which is even more unique, right? It's not about, it's like, how do you think you can help people or how do you, what, what's something that you choose, right? Because everyone has their own, it's like you, it's like something that is attuned to you almost, right? It's not something like, oh, you happen to be born with this power, you know? It is almost like what you're raised to be, right? If, in a certain way, um, in a weird, in a weird certain way of this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, yeah, I don't know. It's I thought it was cool. Um, it felt original enough, also, and uh, I like that it opened up in Spanish as well. I felt like the movie d- deserved a little bit more Spanish, also, and I wouldn't mind seeing an all Spanish version of this movie either. But they did that also. Didn't they do that with Coco. You can see that on um, Disney Plus, an all Spanish version and stuff. There is an all Spanish version, correct? Yeah. And I feel like we should get an all Spanish version. There's no reason why we shouldn't. I think there will be. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like I. I appreciate. I always appreciate things like that because I. I feel like that's just common practice now. Also, mm-hmm. um, let's not shy away from it. I don't know why doing like, you know, a little bit of Spanish and then boom, everyone knows English or we're talking in English, but we we're kind of like low key. I thought they were doing the Crimson Tide version. Oh, did like, you? Or is that the Hunt for the Rock? One of those submarine movies where the movie starts off in Russian and then uh-huh. it translates everything into English slowly. Yeah. So then every actor is speaking in English, but you're supposed to understand that they're actually speaking in Russian. Well, that's what I thought they were doing, too. I, I, for um, a second in the very opening. I'm like, but no, I guess not. But. No, it's not. Um, sadly. And uh, I just like uh, the story was good overall. I had like very, very minimal issues. Um, I just felt also like um, some of the stuff towards the end was OK. Um, but overall, the the movie was really cool. Um, I I was what did I, did I work that day? No, I was tired because I'm always tired, and I usually fall asleep in movie theaters now, even for like five minutes. But I didn't fall asleep at all, and it was good. Um, and I had fun overall watching the movie. Um, without getting into super spoilers, I guess I'm just trying to tiptoe around the general. General. Yeah. Uh, what did you think, Oscar? 
Uh, we 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 forget also. We were kind of like um, by we I mean in the world, I guess. Uh, we forget that uh, how awesome it is that Pixar kind of always does original stuff. You know, yeah, you know what? You're not wrong. It is everything. It is, is almost like original. Super well, all the sequels are from their own original. It's not like right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Cars yeah. one, two, three is their original. Cars, Toy Story, you know, uh, Dory. But like, you think of all those originals: Ratatouille, the last one, this one, the next five, probably the next fifty. Um, pretty cool about that. I kind of say because in this, I mean, I mean, we're reviewing a a requel after this one, so a remake, sequel, whatever it is. Um, right. So, Which is like Hollywood. There's like ten thousand of those, like trillions of those. You know, a lot more of those than there are of this. So, anyways, I want to point that out. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Where we take, we don't take, we don't. Um, we call it. We take uh, advantage. I guess we take advantage of that. Um, anyway, besides that, uh, I I really low key love this movie. It was a lot of fun. I found myself um, <laughs> enjoying it all. I really liked the protagonist, Mirabel. And um, I like that we picked her as the as a front person. I had a few theories going into the picture uh, regarding, like you know, when you do the origin story of the house, so to speak, and the magic, and and then it skips the f- time forward a bit to show you their present day, um, like all that stuff. I was trying to think of, like, okay, I know from the one trailer, you know, that the, the house is in trouble, the magic is in trouble, and that's what the movie's about. Yeah, and uh, and I was thinking, like, okay. It's going to be a something. What is it? And what is it about Mirabel, right? And like the fact that she doesn't have powers, or is it like the house is the power with her? And was right. these theories galore from the beginning, but in a fun way. It wasn't distracting, or it wasn't like I wasn't disappointed when I heard, you know, when I found out what it was. Um, it was actually kind of cool. I like like other really good Pixar. It also kind of like, um, you know, without spoiling, and of course, they kind of hook in an emotional, deep component regarding whatever's going on. With the plot, and I think they, I think they overall pull it off. They don't pull it off with everything, but they pull it off overall. And I was pretty glad about that. Um, animation's amazing. I don't feel sorry at all for the animators who had to animate the flowers. Oh um, my god, the flowers were amazing in this movie. They were amazing. I mean, especially that one scene is just it's like, hey, you know, that guy, whoever was doing that, they were like, fucking people better like this. <laughs> yeah, dude, that guy, he was bidding his wife to get those flowers just right. <laughs> Or she was being her husband. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was. I just. I had that thought passing in the movie. Every time I saw Isabel, I'm like, the more Isabel, the, the more people get stressed um, in the making of it. No, it's pretty cool. Um, also, this is like a hella year. You know, you would think that the year Hamilton came out will be the year of Lin Manuel Miranda, but this is one of his story buys as well. He's credited at the end yeah, as uh, his story as well as the other two directors. Um, not to mention, you know, that and uh, Maiden Heights came out earlier in the year and his latest is on Netflix, another musical with Andrew Garfield, you know, so like this guy's everywhere right now. Music abounds, you know. Um, I like that the movie, it was a musical almost, almost a musical. I like that they do do that and they yeah. use musical genre to like move the plot forward because it does. One even, one of them is actually very crucial. Like if you're not like, don't tune out to the music of the music, guys, because it's very crucial to the story moving forward. Literally, they skip time in the song um, a, f- a couple times there. That's right. So, yeah. so Which definitely. is a little off-putting, but it was okay. Yeah. Um, some of the fast-paced nature of the lyrics, though, I didn't quite get. I think uh, either was the audio problem or I was maybe just 
didn't get it all. Um, um, I do feel like, uh, especially that one beginning song when she's introducing everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, the yeah, that's the one. I think it was done mm-hmm. on purpose. I mean, at first okay. I was like, oh, I wanna okay. See, I want to see this movie with subtitles, you know? I really do want to see this movie. You don't even know how bad I want to see the movie with subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the key there. And I said Latino Avengers. Obviously, it's not that because, um, I mean, it is that in the sense that everyone has powers and it's cool and all. And, um, but it's very personal. It's like most the most personal Avengers version of superheroes. Uh, none of them will ever consider themselves that way because it's all about the community of it and uh, the growing up of it. Like the, it's used for a true thing that, like a, a truly different thing than any superhero comic book movie um, in existence, really, because those things are about external threats. Most nine times, ninety times out of a hundred, you know. And uh, in this one, it's about the internal threat. It's about the internal logic and and this discombobulation of the self, whatever. And those powers manifest that way from something, yeah. and it's actually really cool. I really like how that worked out. I liked how, like, it also feels like a uh, like a metaphor for um, like sexuality preferences. By preferences, uh-huh. I mean just, you know your nature, and like it feels like it's like that a little bit, you know. Um, I don't mean with like any one particular person, but with all of them. Like it's like they, the power didn't choose them. The you know they chose the power or whatever. Maybe it's like vice versa. It's like everyone's born one way. It's like this one's born with flowers, this one's born with strength, this one's born with hearing, you know? It feels like that. It feels very cool and simu- like they help each other out. I really like that. So, yeah, yeah those are my impressions. I really, really dug the movie. Uh, what yeah. are you into next? I, I, um, I are just, you. What do oh. we want to get into? Well, um, what uh, did you think that they. Uh, do you think they were trying? Did you find any manipulation in the movie, especially in the first half, when it was showing you um, how how sad Mirabel's situation was? Now she's trying super hard to be positive and all that, but I like, no. See, the thing is, like, what I I never saw it that way. The beginning of the movie, you know, I see her very up, uplifting, and you know, you find out that she doesn't have any powers because the one girl says it, right? The cousin. She's like, oh, she doesn't, you know, when she's telling her story. And, I mean, you kind of know that already, because she's also ignores her saying it, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, but I always felt like she was, I never had, like, the, oh, that sucks for her. I had that, like, in the middle of the movie, when, I guess, it's really there, right? Um, but in the beginning, I actually felt like her power was always, like, I'm like the next glue for the family. I always noticed that. Like I, in the beginning of the movie, I just felt like she was like, she was like the reason. Like it's like uh, being that super happy person all the time that gets people motivated. Like oh, yeah, well, seeing you makes me want to do like more, do you know, or yeah. be more upbeat or whatever the case is, stuff like that. And it, I just mm-hmm. felt like I saw her like that, and I didn't think that was her power per se. Or like the like drummer that. of the band, you know. The- yeah, very much so. I didn't think that was her power per se. I just felt like that was like that was like she found her nest in that in that in that role. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then the movie, I think, does it like purposely, and it kind of. I was I was a little bit let down for that. That's where I guess I was talking about. It was a little let down that they kind of beat her down um into like uh that role like oh like oh you're like you can't do anything like don't help us kind of thing she was very much like a 
almost a tertiary character compared to everybody else. Like, it's pretty bad. Almost as bad as Bruno. Uh, yeah, like I can see why Bruno left. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. But this, this also, this movie has an is an inverse of a lot of these kind of movies, like a fish out of water or whatever. This is not a fish out of water because she was born and raised in that same house like everyone else. But I'm saying, in the sense that she feels completely different than everyone. Correct. Um, you know, and the X Men stuff when they do deal with this kind of like isolation, it's because the one kid has powers versus everyone in his class or everyone in his family does not. Right. You know. And this is the vice for this is the inverse of that. In a world, it's like in a world full of superheroes, the one that doesn't have it yeah. feels left out, of course. Which is very my hero academia. I was just about to say that, based on the few episodes that I've seen, it does feel like that. because yeah. um, I've heard you talk about it so many times. Um that's Sorry. how much I know that. Oh no, no, that's fine. Um and I, I like that inverse. And I would say that the movie I think was kind of a little bit manipulative regarding um what I was asking about um about trying to make us not, you know, feel pretty sorry for her. And I, you know, I felt it pretty immediately. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes they hammered it a little, a lot, but I think that, um, all, all of that probably served a better third, third act when it did work for me. Uh. So I overall was fine with it. But in the moment, I was like, man, I don't, will not blame her if she runs away. Cause I really thought, the movie would be her running away and then this dealing with that and coming back for some reason, you know? I really, right. I didn't know where the movie was going. I knew nothing about the movie. Yeah, I didn't know anything about the movie so, either, which was kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. I saw that one trailer, like I said, months ago, but I, I don't remember anything. And uh, I remember so. her being fatter. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I, I thought <laughs> she was like a fatter person. And I was even expecting something <laughs> fat. It was a really weird thing to say, but I mean, I could have sworn in the trailer that I saw she was fatter. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I think we should get into spoilers so we can talk about what uh, what we thought of the third act and stuff. So, uh, Encanto, spoilers starting now. I've never been able to come back here. This river is where we were given our miracle. Where Abuelo Pedro. I thought we would have a different life. I thought I would be a different woman. All right, so, um, what, uh, okay. First of all, I like how there is, I like how Miracle is just a magic thing. It's a wave-off yes. thing. They don't have to explain it. Ah, uh, it's so good. It's also, so not overtly religious. Like, you could easily go that way, too, and it, it doesn't really do could. any of that. I don't think I saw one cross. In no, 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 I think I'm the, saying, the religion it's is... It's so easy fucking, to do that. Yeah. But they didn't. The, they do the, try the to keep it. The candle is the most... Yeah. The most thing, yeah, but other than that, it's fine. Right, and it's not like a Virgin Mary candle either. <laughs> no, um, it's not. It's not. It does look. But like it is. A candle, it does though. look very ornate, like a First Communion candle or something. First Communion or Christmas candle. I was Christmas gonna say, yeah, candle, that's yeah. a good one. Or Three Kings Day candle, or whatever. Three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, but what do you think of, uh, you know, the whole thing? I'd say uh, from Bruno on. From Bruno on, I like mm-hmm. the introduction of Bruno. To be honest with you. Um, 
I uh, I dug it. I dug the fact that he's it was that was sadder than anybody because like you almost saw her living that if she was afraid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, uh, you couldn't fathom like doing that, you know, especially with the plate and everything like that. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was uh, I thought it like four fortified. I was going to say formatted, but that made no sense. Fortified my um, my thoughts about like her being the next glue. In the family, you know, like without her, um, there is no like, what's it called? Um, like she's like almost like next abuelita. If you in a in a way, she's that next like strong force voice that everyone has to. She ends up being like the the, the shoulders that everyone you know bears that burden. Okay, I, uh-huh. I really did feel like it, it fortified me more seeing that like that she that, that it could go either way or whatever. Like that story, I guess that they were saying. Mm-hmm. About her, her what's it called her vision. Yes, I just saw like especially when you see like a little bit later the second time you get the vision or they uh, go further into it. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, it really cemented that like whole like okay, she's gonna eventually get to the point where you know everything's gonna be okay. I suppose. Um, I never, I never not ever, never not thought that the movie wasn't gonna lead us to not be okay. That is another oh, issue. Oh, well, yeah, no, no. They have to. I mean, they have, um, of course they have to. Just not they that. have to, but you know what I mean. I know. Um, so you, uh, is that what you really think, or is that what you thought was going to happen? Do you, do you feel they stuck that landing, that uh, she's the next Abuelita, so to speak? Yeah, I, 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 always, felt, I, I always felt like that's what the movie was put. Not the movie was pushing it. That's how I felt, like, right away. And then, I, and then, like, it cemented those things for me as the movie progressed. Like I was like, okay, you're like obviously the next like, like the you're like a you're what what everyone else sees in them, you know? It's like it's it's like being the outsider in the group, right? You get to you get to look inside of the group and be like, well, you know, hey, I see what everyone else sees, but you guys and you guys are this amazing family and this amazing thing and this amazing this, you know, and do this. But you're on the inside, so you have the ears, and you know, you can bend the ears for everybody and still make that impact when you do speak to somebody and that's exactly what she is um mm-hmm. and it's just and it made so much sense because she's this outsider living with them it, yeah. it almost i mean it's very much like that so it just really, yeah. it's it's like, just really it's like she didn't have a door because her door is the front door you know what i'm saying <laughs> right exactly which now the her door is the whole house well, right. the front door, yeah, the whole, yeah, 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 yeah right, exactly. And it was definitely so. visualized at the end there. I thought they were gonna. I really thought for a second they were gonna like magic is gone. This is gonna be build this town, like by um, the end. And the for magic a gone. quick second, I actually thought for that too. Me too. And it was gonna be like, oh, her teaching them, like, well, guess what? This is what normal. This is how it feels do. like, right? <laughs> right. And I did feel like that, but at the same time, I guess the abuelita is also like that. She doesn't really have an ability besides keeping the magic alive. I don't know. I, really I mean, I, I guess she was there to see it first happening. That's all. That's all she right. Did. Yeah. Without yeah. her, I guess the, that doesn't, ex- I don't know. It's a weird one, but that's about it. Yeah. I think it is passing down the torch. I felt the same way as I think you did. Uh, it's passing the torch down to um, Mirabel from the grandma. Yeah. Um, makes sense to me. It felt right to me, especially the, with the iconic, the visuals that were happening at the end. Right. Of, of course. The mm-hmm. only thing that, that, uh, did throw a little bit of a monkey wrench in my in my plan was uh you know when uh when the abuelita is telling her when abuela she's saying uh because of me you didn't get an ability right like she ends up going back to like her her version of the story right yeah and then she says like well i was afraid 
And I guess because I was afraid, I faltered, and then you never got a door, right? You should have got an ability, but because it was me, right? This is what the movie says, right? Am I correct? Yeah, you're right. That's, that's like a monkey wrench. So, like, that's the only thing that that actually, like, when I got that, I was like, oh, that's crummy, because I always thought she, like, I always thought she opened her door. Because that's what the movie kind of alludes to, that she opened it, but there was nothing there or something. Or, like, potentially, like, she just never, something happened to the door, right? Yeah. When when they smash cut to the, not smash cut, when they go to the present day from the opening, it's uh-huh. like she's in this room, and I thought that was maybe her door. Yeah, but like, I no, so. I guess it's not. It's like the waiting room before you get your door. <laughs> it's <like laughs> where the kids go before they get chosen, you know? Yeah, that's like the, yeah, yeah, it's the waiting room is a good one. It's it's more like the guest room. Right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it, yes. I think waiting room is, is probably a little more appropriate. <laughs> I mean, it does. It does feel like a waiting room, though. Yeah. Maybe if you think about it, it just you just wait a couple. Well, I just years thought that like, her power was like you're just a human, bro. <laughs> like you right, you're right. No, I hear you. Until they show the flashback, I'm like, oh shit, it disappears. Like, yeah, it does disappear, and I feel like um, I feel like her her overall role was probably going to be like, how can I make the family proud, or how can I, so, you know, something some hmm. weird thing. I think I think uh, you know. I'll allow you to be, be geeky here because it's going to sure. be a geeky thing and it's going to be very much reminiscent of any kind of sci-fi movie or like a comic book thing because um, it's so minute. But I think I, can, I think it can be both. I think there is some – maybe there is no monkey wrench, Ralph. Um, I think the moment she had that doubt, that you know, that, that core doubt when Mirabel was approaching her door as a young kid um, and roughly at the same time Bruno was getting his vision mm-hmm. – um, I think the the house said like, "Oh shit, we need to solve this, so we need mm. to get her next." That could be that like could it works both other. ways. It's both yeah. like we need someone to heal this okay. thing that's going to happen in ten years, whatever it is. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, and someone to take over. I approve of that message. Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, because that happens all at the same time. Without the vision, without her doubt. Right. This girl doesn't get her power, and without that, she doesn't get to save the movie the way she does. Right. Um, so I feel like it works yeah. both ways. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Mm. That makes sense. I might be I mean, making an excuse, but it feels right. So it does yeah. feel right, though. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel, like, especially towards the movie overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say something. Um, what? What did you think about speaking of the house now? What did you think of the house? Oh, it was great. It it felt like a character overall. I mean, uh, I think uh, I think they were holding back. Uh, by uh, Pixar was probably holding back or they were told to hold back regarding like giving it more personality because they usually give more personality to inanimate objects when they they move or whatever. Or you think of like the animals that uh, people have in movies. Um, They usually go, they usually go more out on it, but they kind of made it, they kind of tempered that down and just gave it like a house with a life as opposed to a house with uh, 10 personalities. Yeah, um, but it did feel know? good, though. It did feel like... It felt right. That's what I'm saying. It felt right. It just felt right, yeah. I, I had very... Almost no, no issues less. with that. Right. It also felt like Mirabel was like in charge of the house. Like The house seemed to respond to her a lot more. A lot more, right. Well, right. it's almost like she noticed the house more than everybody else. She, well, yeah, she was. <laughs> That's, that was a problem. You give, you give the person without abilities and the saddest one uh, yeah. uh, you know, to observe this one problem, the chink of the armor. Right. Um, no one's gonna listen to her right away. Um, yeah, but you know that that you know I wasn't sure about that theory at first. Like, oh, is the house responsive more to her? Because I don't see anyone else do that chancla thing with the foot thing. You know <laughs> that she does like three times. Yeah, where she puts on her chancla with um with the house like the 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 floor moving in a certain way. Like, then no one manipulates it that way. 
Oh, really? Like she does, or whatever. I don't even know if that's how it works. But the house is responding f- f- people uh, anticipating everyone's actions, um, you know. But it does it a lot better with her. And I don't know if that's the case because uh, we're with this main character, right? Maybe I just don't see it. Or sure. um, anyway, I wasn't sure, but it was solidified when everyone was trying to get to the candle before it goes out, as the crumbling house was, you know. And the house out. helped her. And the house helped her a lot more. A lot more. Not only a lot more, but like I think it. Well, it kicked everybody else out. And yeah, it, at some point, it kicked everyone out after it, the powers failed. Be, I think. I think it knew that. I think it. I, I think in that scene also was like a big scene for like the house knew that. It was. It should be her. She. She's the one who she who could probably help the most. Right. Um. In that. In that aspect. So. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't give the one of the, the thing to save the house because she's an old lady, you know. So. Right. She's like she's climbing up anything. Nah. nah. I mean, yeah. she old. I really thought they were going to skip like, Years. like entire generations. So did like, I. I really thought so too. I did not know they were going to stay stay with, stay with the group, but that, that's fine. That makes sense. It keeps it more yeah. more personal. I, I don't know. I, I also felt like the sister, the oh, which sister was it? Uh, Luisa, the the strength, the uh, strength the, one. I dude, um, she reminded me so much of Hercules. It's crazy. I mean, they even did like a Herculean thing also with the rocks and shit. With the rocks like, yeah, and the, the goats and everything. Yeah, it was she just looked like, like a, she looked like a a, a, a Greek uh, uh, demigod. She sure. really did. Yeah, it was so funny. But at the same time, I just felt like it's just like she's so vulnerable. She doesn't have to carry the weight of their shoulders. It was just so funny, like to get that story. From her, yes. um, I I really did appreciate a lot of those things, and uh, even the turnaround with uh, the one uh, princess. Um, what's her name? Isabella. Isabel. Isabella or Isabella. Isabella. Sure, I'll go with it. Yeah. Um, even with her, like it just felt like it felt it felt like a really great turnaround. Like, um, where her sister, I just love how reluctant her, she was to go. Like, to hug. I have to hug her, like be like friends with her. It's just like she's so, you know, she's like like the worst sister, like not the worst sister, but it's like oh, like, it's just so different from her, you know. Ah, oh, she is the worst sister. Um, no, I don't know. It's but just, you like, understand you know, them all. You understand them all. That's all no, you cool. understand them all, of course, right? But it, right. it is funny that you know you grow. It does. It, it is just something with family you grow. And Loki, I really, I totally liked her when she changed all the flowers up. Like, yeah, oh, yeah that's hundred percent. Yeah, it was cool to see that she can do other things besides roses because I thought it was. I actually did her think her her thing was very lame with just making roses or like those type yeah. of flowers, and I was like, man, that's kind of no. lame. I go, she she can only do that. And then when she started making other ones, I was like, oh, okay, that's bad. Acid. Okay, like she's got a really. The cool second power. she did the cactus and that song was about to break out, I was like, I better see a fucking man eating plant in there. And she did. And she did. And she did. And she yeah, did yeah. Cool. yeah um, funny. I really like the dark outfit splash of color. I mean, it was kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It um, was. They they, they kind of short shifted the the he- super hearing one, um, a little bit, but they kind of like you know tied her bow at the end because her biggest and whatever it was. Like, correct. Correct. Yeah, I get it. They did, but at the same time, I felt like. Um, it's her cousin, and you notice like they gave more time oh, to like, that's the sisters. Right. No, you're right. I take it back then. Yeah, it was supposed. It was very structured that way. They gave it more. Yeah, it was more structured that way. I and forgot also, that that was a cousin, not a not a sister. Right, exactly. So it was not not only was it a cousin, and then also like I guess they they focus more on, like the uncles, the aunts, like the, I guess the more principal people in your family. Not that your cousin isn't a principal person. It's a very much that person, but it's very much like a uh, direct descendants, right? Yeah, but what's funny is that I just. What I what the movie did a really great job, and I think you can you'll probably say the same is, it just felt a lot like 
just felt so family. Like I said, it felt like a family. It felt great. It felt yeah. so natural. Nothing yeah. felt unnatural in this movie. You know, besides yeah, that, Dom, Dom Toretto is jealous of this family. hundred percent. hundred percent. They're they're very. I mean, down to down to how like this person is the one in charge, and we all follow. You know, stuff like that. And, and like better at being Donna, he is. Right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, it's just it is crazy. Like the movie felt so normal in that aspect. Um, nothing felt like out of place. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it just felt right. And also, like, you know, we're talking about a little bit about the Latino aspect of this movie. And it feels like also Latino-less, like, at the same time. It has nothing to do – I'm not saying it has nothing to do with the heritage or anything like that. Yeah. It ha- what it has to do with it is just what you're seeing. It's not about anything like that. This no, could really take place anywhere on the planet. At 100%. Time. And actually, reading and like the, the description, I never knew anything else about Colombia. So, until I read right. the description today. Right, yeah. yeah. And like you know, and I like how they keep murky the outside world, even in the flashback with the horses, you know, killing the grandfather. Right. Like very, like you don't even know what time period there are. You don't know. No, you don't. You don't know if there are cards around or this is like two, three hundred thousand years ago. You don't have no idea. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and it makes it kind of timeless, and in a, in a way that like uh, not just Coco because it's Latino, but look, all the most of their other movies um, kind of do it. Um, well, most of their movies are kind of present day. Some are not, but most of them, most are. Um, Incredibles, very much not. Um, but yeah, I think it, that worked out. It makes it like a, an hourglass movie. Like you can put it anywhere in the world. Um, and I like that. It's, it's kind of rare. Um, yeah. Likewise, I guess, uh, you know, oh, wait, I don't want to mention that. Never mind. Um, yeah. Anyway, pretty cool. Uh, what else? I liked how the, the, I really liked how the, you know, the sisters all got their own song. That was great. I liked the Bruno bit too. Um, his, I also, oh no, hit. I really thought that Bruno might, you know, I wasn't sure, but I thought that he was going to be the antagonist. And so the movie took its time to, I really like this about the movie also. The movie took its time to present the dilemma, the cracks, right? And and the potential downfall. And even when it does fall, that's like past halfway of the movie. It's amazing how it really paces itself. I really thought it was going to happen too fast. I was like, no, I want to get to know these people more. And then the scene in the movie kept going, showing me them more. I'm like, great. Thank you. Um, so anyway, so when the, like, but this, this movie really has no antagonist. So when Bruno wasn't introduced, I was really pleasantly surprised that he wasn't like, he's damaged for sure, but he's not like at fault at all. And I understood yeah. his problem. Like, yeah, this is the same problem with anyone. That's what uh, Christopher Walken had to deal with in the dead zone, you know? Um, you, you know too much and shit, and everyone's gonna hate you. You know, you're the you're you're pro, you're you're, you're prophesizing doom all the time. Um, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can't even see why he would leave from that, and I can see why you know his room sound looks so dark and stuff. It's the sands of time, literally, it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I really like how this movie has no no villain really. Yeah, I yeah, it is really good. It's actually kind of refreshing too to see that mm-hmm. there is no villain because. It's refreshing to the point where it's just like, and I, I don't feel like we have to worry about taking down a bad guy. The bad guy is, I mean, there's nobody. It's just, it's themselves. It's them just working their family issues out and having, you know, faith and, you know, and love with each other, which is, I don't know, it's a pretty cool message. Um, yeah, very cool message. You know, I really thought they were going to do an external thing, like the outside world is the bad guy or. Yeah. You know, like I, I said, I, I thought she was going to run away, and then she was going to bring problems on their front door. I, I honestly, I honestly felt, I honestly mm-hmm. thought, especially once she left, I thought the movie was going to go because I mean, the movie is also wrapping up. I thought we were going to get like a 
10 years later kind of thing, she comes back and fixes mm-hmm. things or something. Or Maybe, yeah, yeah. I, people get older, but no, it never happened like that. And you know, it was a very heart to heart moment instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Very, very satisfying. So we're all with big fans. Encanto success. Um, yeah. We're gonna, that's it for our review of that. We're going to take a break, I think. Um, right. Unless you have something else. No, that's what okay. I was going to uh, when we come back, though, we're going to review our second film, also in theaters right now. It's called Ghostbusters Afterlife. Stay with us. I remember Revelations. And I looked as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. Judgment Day. I'm calling about what happened in New York. There hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. Oh my god. What is happening here? His grandfather was a ghostbuster. Something was coming and he knew it. I think we've opened the gates of hell. Hey, have you missed us? When a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the yeah. secret legacy that their grandfather left behind. Yeah. Afterlife. Afterlife. Yeah, yeah sorry. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, this is direct. T- directed by Jason Reitman or Reitman? Reitman? Reitman, yeah. Sure. Uh, written by him as well and uh, Gil Keenan and Dan Aykroyd because it's based on the 1984 Ghostbusters. Yes. I think uh, they have uh, rights on those characters or something. They do. I'm pretty sure they do, yeah. Starring Carrie Coon, uh, Paul Rudd, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, uh, Logan Kim as podcast, love that guy, Celeste O'Connor, and then uh, we have everybody, you know, the the. the Let's not spoil that thing. You know oh. what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um, also, want to say real quick, McKenna Grace. She's the the the, the genius, right? Girl. Correct. She's Phoebe McKenna. What's Grace with people Phoebe. naming their kids a last name as a first name? McKenna sounds like a last name. And then Grace is the first name. Oh, you say McKenna Grace? Did you no, no, no. McKenna? Her, her name is McKenna Grace, but. Oh. McKenna it sounds like a last name, and then her it is her last name is like a first name. Yeah, that makes this makes no sense. What kind of backwards world is that? Anyway, drives me nuts. Okay. Welcome to twenty twenty one. You also meet a Mackenzie sometimes. Same thing. Yeah. I'm like, Fuck ooh, him. you know. So sorry to get away from this uh, <laughs> thing from the from the, the stray, but you know what I did see? I saw my uh, first uh, Game of Thrones uh, name. What do you mean? At, at work, your first game. Of, wait, oh, you saying you 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 Game let someone in that Game has character? It was a baby. Guess the name. Guess her uh, name. Oh, it's a her. Yeah. It's Arya. No. Damn it. Is it? Um, give me one more. Um, yeah, eh, fuck it. Is it Sansa? No, it's not Sansa. Oh, okay. come on. That's not that much. It's the mother of dragons, bro. Oh, Daenerys. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wasn't Daenerys. sure because you know she turned pretty evil. Yeah. Well, it was and, really and as much as uh, I liked her journey, her destination was so bad that it ruined the journey for me. So like. Yeah, so to speak. This, uh, this was like a two-year-old, I think, maybe one and a half. Yeah, Daenerys, Daenerys. Poor, poor bastard. Anyways, that's yeah. besides the point. Um, yeah, uh, Oscar, what is your first impressions of Ghostbusters? 
Uh, I want to say start off by saying that uh, the extra title for this movie, Afterlife, very appropriate, super appropriate. Act like actually makes sense. It's yeah. not like Ghostbusters Redemption, you know. Like it's now, it feels like Afterlife. Yeah, totally, totally works. Correct. Um, so, uh, I um, I'm gonna start by saying that on my my connections to the original Ghostbusters, and yes, that includes Part Two, is that um, I grew up loving it. Now I grew up. Um, I'm I'm a, li- I'm a little too young still. Luke wouldn't say that, but I am too young to have uh, seen uh, Ghostbusters as a kid. I mean, I did see it as a kid, but like. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't new or anything like that. Uh, Ghostbusters Two was the one that you and I saw a ton of times. A lot, yeah. Uh, that was our one in our wheelhouse more and Home Alone things like that. So, um, but the first one was obviously I love it. I've seen it many times. Um, big fan of it. Now, you know, uh, even going back to it, I didn't get to. I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. It's been a few years, more than a few actually. With Ghostbusters Part Two, it's been like ten at least. I feel. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't remember all details. But I remember the charmness of it, the, uh, the the weirdness of it. I remember how, obviously, as a kid and whatever, what I glommed on to the most was the ghost part of it, the supernatural stuff of it. It's so interesting. More than the comedy bits, you know. And as a kid, those comedy bits probably went over my head sometimes because they're a little adult, a little more adult, you know. Um, yeah. Not to mention that they're joking around in a way that's like just making fun of the language a little bit. It's not even that funny until you see Slimer as a kid. Slimer's funny and awesome, but like, so it's a little different. It hits differently as I get older, you know. But now I'm an adult and all that, and I get the jokes now and all that. I mean, those those, those ghosts were like fucking the Ghostbusters in the first movie, guys. And as a kid, I did not see that. Nope. <laughs> as an adult, that's all I see. Um, yep. So. Uh, it's a f- it's a weird movie. It's a weird movie. I mean, I know the second one didn't didn't do as well, but the first one it, it feels like it has no right to be popular, but some it is, and it's and it, it's a hit, <laughs> it, and everyone it, loves it, and it feels like no, it doesn't exist any other place. But that year it came out, eighty five, whatever. Yeah, <sighs> so it, weird. It does feel like what one hundred percent. It is very much like uh, you never would think. Um, if if you went another twenty years or something, you talk to somebody about Ghostbusters, and you'd be like, "What? Somebody? This movie was big, gigantic. What are you talking about?" Yeah, like, and, then, and, just, then, and like, can yeah. you explain this movie to me? It's about this guy who wants to fuck this girl, and get, becomes a, a Ghostbuster to to save her. Like what? Um, you know, I mean, and he, do, he, he doesn't want to be a Ghostbuster. He's a kind of indifferent. He just wants to be. He just wants to have money right. and get, get girls. That's all he cares about. I'm like, what? Okay, all right. Yeah, wrong. And there's a Twinkie. I'm like, <laughs> and there's a Twinkie. That's and right. the EPA, you know, um, whatever. Um, so anyway, Afterlife, I found it um, super enjoyable. It wasn't like I loved it, but I I really liked it. Uh, there were parts that I didn't agree with, but uh, I def- definitely came out of the movie enjoying it. Um, I do feel like um, it does go down a bit in the by the end, but besides that. You know the 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 first half is really cool. I actually really liked how they started it off. I really liked the cold open of uh, well, of someone uh, uh, that um, dies right, in the middle of nowhere and shit, and dies trying to capture a ghost through yeah. a trap. You know, and um, and then this family coming in and stuff, and it's a cool connecting way. I was enjoying it, and I was enjoying the subtle and then the not so subtle references overall. Yeah. To the original movie, I like how the original movie kind of well, the story of the original movie exists in this world. I'm like, you don't remember that from the 80s, and everyone's <laughs> and Paul Rota has to explain it. it. It's just so encapsulated. That was great. That it's that so, because it's that so, happens a lot. 
it's so far removed. It's, you know what? Thank you. It does happen a lot. Yeah, if someone you don't says remember, it's you remember this uh, natural disaster? It's no. like Katrina. If someone says, yeah, People exactly. Remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah if someone says like that's unrealistic. No one will remember the Ghostbusters if it was real. I'm like, yes, they that they would forget that. It's easy to forget that. Uh, yeah. I meet a lot of people who, like you said, Rob, Hurricane Katrina is a good example. Um, not even, you know, you go back, you know, there's so many. Like, I see a documentary about this crazy thing that happened in the '90s. I'm like, I've never heard of that. What the fuck is that? Right. You know, and it was like a media sensation. I made 10 million uh, newspaper print copies. Like, what did it really? What was I when this happened, you know? Um, so probably at home playing NES. Right, NES. Uh, <laughs> Super NES. Um, nice, yeah. mm-hmm. So it happens. And uh, I do think that some of this stuff is quite, um, like, not so, mm, doesn't hold water sure. in a movie. But fun story. I like how it doesn't doesn't really rely on being a comedy. I like how it's different. I actually didn't don't want a, a remake or a sequel to be the same as the original. Um I don't mind that it's not much of a, drama, a comedy. I also don't mind that it leans more into the supernatural fun time. Yeah, like it's like about family and it's about, you know, a mystery and it's about solving a puzzle. Right. And it's all these other things. And I really like how it was that much different from the original. So uh, what did you think? Uh, I'm going to bear quite a few things here. I, uh, I did like a lot of it. Um, I like the tone overall tone felt really great it felt like it wasn't taking itself seriously but it also was taking the story and you know the plot and all that stuff serious Um, and it did a really good job there overall um i just felt like uh it wasn't a it wasn't a cash grab you know what i'm saying like it wasn't like uh we're making this um don't get me wrong obviously it's it's made body sure it's sequel you know whatever i hope it did um and uh I just feel like it didn't, it wasn't meant for like, it was like, a. it almost felt like a passion project, you know, um, mm-hmm. to get this out. And then uh, I did like the new characters and the new like style that they went with, even though you're using some of the same uh, tools, everything done was well made, well, well, well thought out. Uh, Paul Rudd was Paul Rudd. I mean, I, it's hard to not like Paul Rudd. Um, yeah. Or especially like it's just you know especially because like I feel like him and uh, who's that guy who uh, uh, I can't think of his name Deadpool oh, the fucking actor oh um um I feel like Ryan's in there is it Ryan Reynolds yeah Ryan Reynolds Reynolds Ryan Reynolds oh yeah. Jesus why well, I, I kept thinking Ryan Gosling it was not him and uh, yeah Ryan Reynolds I, I feel like they're very uh, they have to be like that at all times in every movie <laughs> like yeah. um. But I just feel like that's their persona, you know. That's their, that's them at all times. Um, so it was uh, it was good to see that as well um, on his aspect, and uh, I did did appreciate uh, overall the uh, what's it called the uh, I guess how uh, the story was original enough, like where all the all the extra stuff that they bring along because it's its own movie. It's its own thing where everything else that happens. And um, I felt like, you know, attaching itself to whatever else with the Ghostbusters um, brand worked out. Um, so, yeah, I did like it. And I think Phoebe, oh, that is her name right in the movie. Yes. Uh, uh, fucking uh, love her, uh, some of her one letters, not all of them. But yeah. Very dry. Very <laughs> great. 
There oh, you, you mean, very much dad jokes. The dad yeah, dad, the dad jokes you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, her yeah, like nervous tick sometimes. Her, Some, um, right, exactly. Someone did tell me, um, and it's funny because like someone, I, I mentioned this, someone, hey, I'm going to go watch this movie. And they're like, oh, you're going to love it. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, they're like, well, if you like the other ones. And I was like, of course, yeah. And then I was like, and they're like, uh, and then the guy said, you might even like uh, shed a tear. And I was like, I doubt that. I was like, I don't you might even like what? Shed a tear. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay, got it. And I was like, I don't think so. I was like, I'm pretty sure I won't. And I was like, I. And then in my head, I was like, I don't think he knows how many movies I see. Yeah, like, well, you know, yeah, that's not. Uh, I mean, and like, I get. Oh, some people like make these like, oh, this is like my childhood favorite movie, and I saw it thirty times, you know. And I go, yeah, I was watching like. Even back then, I was still watching new movies. All the time. I don't know. It's just so weird. You know, like, I, I, don't get me wrong, I rewatch movies, but I don't rewatch movies like that, you know? Like, I just, I don't know. It's, it, I didn't cry. You're trying to say you didn't cry. Got it. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, no, I don't think it has anything to do with uh, loving the original or having that emotional, nostalgic thing about it. Even if you had seen Ghostbusters 172 times, doesn't mean that, um, that you, I, I don't, I still think you wouldn't cry because, uh, just, just, you and I are very much in that same way. Like, I didn't cry either. But I know why other people cried. I guess <laughs> it was. Uh, I know. I know. Well, I mean, we're dancing in a spoiler thing, but yeah. Um, I also didn't, and a lot of people were telling me that they did. I'm like, okay, cool. It was cool. I was like, yeah, that's fine. I liked it, but I'm like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't know. I feel so desensitized sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, yeah. I, it, it is funny because, like, I guess I. It's not. I don't know if it's the amount of movies. It's just the things that I already see coming. You know, like it's just like maybe I'm just like more callous to something in certain things, or maybe I just don't have that connection with some with a lot of things that other people do. I don't know what it is, but a lot of times people yeah. will say that to me, and I'll be like, okay, yeah. Sure. Well, on Twitter, you know, someone did say that they they you know they watched this movie thirty times, fifty times, whatever you know, all the time, and it made me think of. Uh, this one scene in uh, Gilmore Girls where um, Lorelai, the main mother, I guess, the mother of the yeah. character, she is, um, she's being set up for these blind dates with these men from like a, a town friend of hers. And she doesn't want to do it. Cause she hates blind dates. She hates all this. She doesn't want anyone getting men for her. And they, she gets like these resume bullet points of their positives. And she says as a, as a, as a mark for a conversation, like this is how bad these guys are. She says, like one of these guys has seen Ghostbusters 137 times. Can I say score? Um, or can you say score? <laughs> or she's making fun of it. And yeah. like, this reminds me of that. Those, those Twitter, this, um, these tweets and people's obsessions with the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I'm like, that's funny because they reminded me of that. I'm like, yeah, hey, it's a little, it's so crazy that you memorize the movie so much. But then again, I've memorized others. So well, who am I? Yeah, I know. I just, I guess I have too. It's just, yeah. I don't know. But I am very bad about going to rewatch things. I would say, as I get older, though, I really don't see the reason in that at all, whatsoever. I don't do that anymore, not for a long time. <laughs> I was young, and I did that when I was young as a kid. You know, and all that. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, when you, had all the, when you felt like you had all the time in the world. Yes. Well, um, you literally just dragging the hours with whatever. So um, yeah. now we have responsibilities. Anyway, yep. besides that point, uh, where do you want to go with this? Oh, honestly, what do you think of the style of the film? Like, um, you know, oh, what do you think of? Um, I, you know what? I kind of felt uh, actually, I felt a little off-putting at the beginning of the movie. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, and 
I felt uh, with their issue, with like the money issue, because it's not the beginning of the movie. Um, it felt really like weird and off-putting. Um, I just didn't know yeah. how, and I felt like we gloss over it in certain parts, and then we don't. And I was like, "What are you trying to do here?" I just felt really. I get it was plot, like you know, like, let's get it going. But um, overall style, I guess, for the movie, um, I thought it was uh, cool and maintained and retro at the same time. It's like a time capsule. The town is a time capsule that they're in. And it was a cool thing to see, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so it was... Uh, it, Especially it when you get to the mine. Right, exactly. It felt so, it felt so like, old-timey, Hollywood-esque kind of style, right? Like, in, like those... This is like the, the talented twister, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, a, but like a studio lot. Right. Yeah. It did feel like that. But then at the same time, I felt like, well, it's so believable. This is like Indiana. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, you know, uh, Brownsville, Indiana, like a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, or whatever the case is. Yeah. It's just, just so like, it's just, it just didn't, it didn't not feel also like unbelievable. I guess is where I'm trying to go with. Yeah, I know what you mean. I also felt uh, it was a bit off-putting for me, too, because, again, the original two, New York, bustling, as people oh, yeah. all around. This is the opposite. A hundred percent the opposite. opposite. Yeah. So it does, there's a huge, like, a huge discrepancy, like, huge differences between those two um, times. Um, and Although yeah, it does I, start I, technically in New York, I think, right? No, no. It starts off with, uh, I mean, when the spoilers, but we start off with, um, well, we know who it is. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Egon, you know, getting killed and uh, by the creature. By the. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I met the family. They're in New York, aren't they? No, or, I don't think. Where are they? It, wasn't it Philadelphia? Chicago? No, not Chicago. Chicago? I don't I put a, Maybe. Might have been Chicago, actually. Was it a city? I don't remember being a city. Thought they were a city. I could be wrong. Well, Philadelphia's a city. The fuck. Well, no, I'm saying if it was Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I was because I that was just very indoors kind of shots. I don't remember yeah, seeing uh, like a lot of. Uh, no, thing. they did it, but yeah. I just when they mentioned it. Oh, maybe. Like whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, they kind of looked. At, it was. Look, it looked like the apartment in Last Action Hero, like a shitty apartment. <laughs> um, yeah. Last Action Hero. I love that movie. Yeah. I know. Um. Yeah, I, I overall like the style too. I like uh, little differences. Uh, what do you think of the callbacks, like to everything? The I appreciated the callbacks, and I actually like, uh, for example, uh, my IMDb is showing to me the trailer. Play the trailer, hello, for Ghostbusters, and um, it's Paul Rudd about to hit the the trap to try to open it with the bus scene. Um, so, like, my uh, my my IMDb mm-hmm. is giving me the whole like. Uh, that Paul Rudd scene where he does a trap, uh, play to play the trailer. Yeah, uh, and uh, I love that scene. By the way, <laughs> like because it 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 reminds me of uh, it reminds me a lot of especially when he like the, the scene is like, oh well, like uh, we should get out of here, like you know, because he just broke a bunch of things, right? Yeah. He's like, yeah, before we get caught, he's like, yeah, but like like. But you're an adult. He's like, yeah, that, yeah, I'm liable. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I have to get out of here. And it just that felt like that felt homage also. Like when they're like breaking shit, and they're like, oh man, like we gotta charge them for fucking this place up, you know? 
Like, yeah, you mean like you're talking about that, like that ballroom scene, right? Yeah, very much so. It was like that, like it, it felt homage to that, like to the point where, like, oh man, like we did mess up, like we caused the fucking mess. But you know what? Fucking let's uh, let's own up to it. But let's let's you know do humor in it with like you know having to charge them or whatever the case is, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it was just it, was, it reminded me of that. But there's a lot of the little things that I like. Um, I like. I like the, the. I felt like all the weapons looked good, right? Um, and I love the car. And I love. Uh, yeah, I love the car. Uh, I think it's great. I love the the addition they put onto the car. I like the addition to the car as well. Yeah. I, the only thing that was probably the most unbelievable thing was that RC. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe me yeah, I kind of agree with that. I'm like, uh, it feels like I'm like they're not. It's not smooth pavement everywhere. I don't know if I buy this car being completely stable the whole time. Right, yeah. But okay. And or I mean, can I believe it going that fast? I think yeah. But that's really Yeah. And also that the amount of control they had with the situation. <laughs> I'm like yeah. going from this to that, jumping from this uh, danger to the other. I'm like, how is this even RC following you right uh, at this yeah. point? And, you, know? you know what? The, the movie also felt also uh, there's a couple parts of the movie where it felt very very 80s. Um I say eighties because it felt like uh like I feel like nowadays we talk a lot about like um it has to like well you did this and there's a consequence and we have to talk about stuff like we just can't gloss over things because then it doesn't look good right but this movie glosses over certain parts of the movie certain parts like of the world that you're just like okay well what about this like if you really think about it you're like well this this never would have happened because they would be like like locked up or whatever the case is because they caused all this and you know x y and z and blah 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 blah. right and like you really think about it but the movie glosses over it like in a very 80s style of like well you know it is what it is kind of kind of thing um and i that's yeah i don't know but overall the uh, overall yeah i I did like it uh i I like like a lot of the little things um i'm trying to remember other ones can't remember anything specific. No, it's okay. We should buy against the spoilers. We haven't done that yet. I thought we did it, but we didn't. Um, so let's get to spoilers for Ghostbusters Afterlife, starting now. Can you stop breathing in my ear? No. You guys, this is kind of stupid. Are you sure you didn't see, like, a raccoon or, like, a possum? Is that a free-floating metal muncher? Definitely class five. Okay, uh, what do we do? Let's get him. What? Let me get a photo first. Oh, it has a gunner seat? So um, I do think that the third act and so on um, is the worst part of the movie. Doesn't mean that it wasn't still satisfying overall, or it didn't have like some good stuff in it. But I think it does go downhill, I guess. What, um, yeah. What did you think of it? Yeah. So I, I okay. So I, again, I wasn't sure at first that it was going to be Zool again. Or yeah. Uh, what did you think about that? Um, I'm like, okay, it feels like if they're going to make more. You know, it's going to have to be different. But I really thought the whole thing was going to be a different thing. 
at first, at first. Um, that, that felt like the going back to the kind of like, um, the negative, the negative thing I had to say about the force awakens about redoing the star, the death star, the same way, just bigger, you know, it felt like, um, just like that, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's exactly what that is. It's the next gen yeah. with the death star. This is the next gen with Gozer. Um, yeah. you're right. I, I, I just nailed, oh, sorry. I mean, it's I like, that. it's not like the worst thing because like it is, I guess it's. Well, like something like like parts of that did work, and I I also felt the nostalgic, funny bone, whatever when um when the, the gatekeeper and uh, yes, yes, right when that much. happened, I'm like, okay, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're doing it, so I'm like, if they're gonna do it, they're gonna reference, make that reference and connection, right. do it right, and it was right, and it was funny, and they did the reversal where like uh, the gate, the now the key master is uh, waiting for the gatekeeper instead of the other way around in the Correct. original. And even the same pose too. I noticed that uh, Paul Rudd was in the same pose, waiting for for um, the gatekeeper. The same way uh, Sigourney Weaver was waiting for Rick Moranis in the original. Oh um, yeah, the pose just looked just like his mother. And then obviously when Sigourney, oh, not Sigourney Weaver, sorry, Carrie Coon is like, there is no mother. There's only Zool. I'm like, yeah, that works. Because yeah, because I like the original, but like it's still not very like it's not good. I don't think you know. Right. Um. And other stuff just plainly didn't work, you know, like the 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 overall like I don't know how that car functioned. Um I mean <laughs> it functions, but I don't yeah. know. Um and also they seem to have more proton packs around. Like I don't know how uh more than there was or there used to be. It seems like there was just one and then there was like more and then they confiscated and then like Paul Rudd disconnected the the ones that uh, Egon had set up. And then when the OG Ghostbusters come in, which we're also coming, and I did not like, actually. I felt like it was really tacked on, and it didn't work, some of that stuff, because they're old, also. Yeah. Um, although Bill Murray still nails it every time, <laughs> yeah. but besides him. Um, like They also have their own... I thought this. I thought Egon took all the proton packs. Didn't they say that? I'm like, come on, what, like but they show up all armed and ready to go. And I'm like, uh, okay, I don't get it, but okay. Yeah, I agree. You know, I don't entirely understand how they could just pop in. You could see them a mile away. They're outside. I don't know. If you just felt whatever, whatever. Um, and I think that Zool or Gozer, I mean, it's cool. I mean, they upgraded her, him, it. And I like how um, the guy that originally built that New York thing, right, the antenna for the that, ghost. That was a good tie. That was I like that. I knew. I mean, once I saw that there was inscriptions in that mine thing, I'm like, they're gonna bring that dude back if they're doing the Gozer. Yeah, because the statues look just like the. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I thought so too. But I did also feel like, ugh, like we had to go back to this. Well, I like but, how I like how Gozer just fucking killed him. I don't give a shit about you when he was. Yeah, no, that was that was great. Which I expected too. Yeah, um, totally. Gozer ain't sharing nothing. No. Why? Why would she hit it? He hit. Um. But, um, you know, we also didn't get, uh, even though it was an updated, cooler, I guess, version, more shiny, I guess, of Gozer, we still don't understand anything. We just know it's a Mesopotamian god. I mean, I don't know. I, they, I don't know why they just didn't have more fun with the lore of it. Um, they, they, they added nothing. The, other, other than the fact that this guy who built that tower in New York built also this. Right. No, that's all we know. That's the only another gateway or whatever. I'm like, ah, okay. Um, 
So I feel like they had an opportunity there, and they kind of messed it up there. And uh, and then the third act, really, it's a, it's 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 just trying to pay this off and trying to make old connections and trying to hit the nostalgia bone and bring in the OG crew back. And they kind of miss and forget that a lot of the reasons a lot of people are watching this movie and like the original isn't just the com- isn't necessarily the comedy or isn't necessarily the characters, although that works in the originals. It's like we want to see and f- have fun with this this supernatural stuff. And I think right. it lets it go at the end, and uh, for and lets it go for a giant trap, you know, that uh, it worked and then it didn't work because you know that's how that was in the opening, right? When it didn't work, uh, the, the power shortened out. I knew that was going to happen. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm like okay, and then it ends. And but don't get me wrong, that scene that everyone cried with, uh, uh, what's his name? Fuck, I just had his name in my head. The dude who wrote Groundhog Day. What's his name? No, nothing. Um, let's see. Who? What's the, the guy who died? Why oh, am I forgetting his name? Oh. Uh, oh, man. I can't think of his name either. How are we forgetting his name? Because we're horrible human beings. We are. Um. looking. Harold Ramis. I knew it was like Harry. No, that's not right. Harold Ramis. So I just want to get it right. Sorry. So Harold Ramis, you know, showing his ghost face and all that. Um, yeah, it, it was satisfying to watch, and I'm glad that he didn't say a word. Yeah. I also thought that they were going to do kind of what they did in the opening of the movie, where they just cut away his face. Like, they don't show his face. They just show his actions. I thought, I thought that was cool. That was cool. In the I thought it was cool, too, because we all knew who it was. But they didn't do it in this one at the end. I'm like, oh, okay. And like, but I, I guess I was still glad that the, he didn't speak or anything. But yeah. like, um, and it didn't bother me overall. It's just like, I also didn't feel like to cry either. So I don't know. But I, I, I understand why people cried. But I really like how they put the four Harold part um, before the credits, before the movie ended. That was kind of cool. Yes. Kind of a weird uh, fourth wall break <laughs> of the movie. I guess so. Yes, it was. Right. Um, yeah. Um, another thing that I, I really didn't enjoy that the movie didn't do uh, at all, actually, other than McKenna Grace, whatever. Um, no one really has an arc in the movie. Like, I don't really think the 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 brother has one. I don't think the mom no. has one. I think they almost have one. Yeah. Like, there's something almost there. They shit happens to them, but like, I don't feel like. There isn't really a much of an art going on, except for the man, except for um, Egon's kid or Egon's granddaughter, um, and I feel like the movie kind of fucked that up a little bit. So, okay. What about you? What do you think of the ending? And all that. Uh, well, first I'm gonna go back real quick and say I love um, what what's his name did uh, with the whole like keeping the ghost at bay. Um, that whole setup, the the reason there was earthquakes. Oh, that was cool. That was that was really cool. And I thought that was uh, super super interesting to see because like he did everything by himself. Like that's how smart the guy was, you know. Yeah. No, and, uh, so that was really cool. And then, uh, but yeah, I guess overall, end um, wise, yeah, I agree with you with I guess the story arc with the the guys, especially I guess it wasn't really about the I don't know I guess it wasn't really about the brother either. It wasn't really about the mom, but. It did feel like you started something, you might as well finish it, but they didn't. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, excuse me. And then, uh, yeah, the ending. I mean, I like, I like the cameo, right? Yeah. Uh, but it did feel very much like 
All right. I mean, I know we're distracted, guys, but like, did it feel tacky for you? It did feel a little tacky. You know? No, no. So that part, no, no. So I felt tacky when like they arrived, the the three. Oh, I see. That felt tacky, but then, like, like you said, very much so. When Bill Murray just still kind of plays it off, you know? Yeah, he's he's always that that asshole who wants to just. uh, Fuck coeds or whatever, college. Yeah, he, but yeah. he plays it off like with like they come in and they're like, oh, well, he has like his one liners, and you're like, okay, and then you know, and then all of a sudden it feels fine, you know, and it didn't at first because you're like, it did feel like, well, oh, we what, huh? How did they what? And then how are they ready? And it did feel like kind of like that. Yeah. Also, that line where they when they're like, you know, from the original, when someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. That yeah. felt so bad. It was really cringy. I don't know why they forced that in there. Yeah. I'm like, and because this guy's looking at him like, what do you say? I'm it was like, like watching an old bit. It was like watching an old bit that uh, Yeah, and they were does. off on the time. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, it was, it, was very much, yeah, it was very much so like watching an old bit that comedian does. And you're like, oof. Like, I know like, this made you guys, guys popular, but. Yeah. Also, yeah. I don't like the mini Stay, far, stay Puff Marshmallow. Man. I don't. Uh, no, yeah. Like they just put them on there because the original exists. I'm like, that's not a good reason. It was so bad. I thought it was that was like the worst. Actually, that was the that was like really a bad moment for me when that happened in that montage of. Don't get me wrong, they're cute, and yeah. they were clearly troublemakers. And uh, I thought about TikTok while I was watching it, and like maybe later when I'll get to see them, um, to make like fun of something. But yeah. otherwise, like it's not like it really is a bad. It's bad taste. Doesn't make sense at all. And it doesn't fit either. It's like an, it's like a discordant tone in your favorite song, like or in a good song. Like it just suddenly they bring piano into this guitar thing. I'm like, what? What are you doing? You know? Yeah, I like agree. I don't understand what the hell that is. Um, maybe it's for the kids, but also this movie is a little more. It's a little more adult. I mean, I don't mean that they swear and shit, but like it's a little more serious. Yeah. So like it's even lesser for kids. Like <laughs> the original, I don't understand. That felt just way off for me. I hear you. I hear you. Um, like I, I would like you could say I would I can see you showing that to your kid that scene only, but the rest of the movie he won't like. Maybe parts of it with the car running, you know. But that's it. Uh, um, he liked the sense of wonder. I did. I did watch this. With oh, you did. You did take him. Okay, cool. Yeah, he liked the sense of wonder overall, and he liked the. He did like the the the, push, the marshmallow puff guys where he was like, "What the? That's so weird." That's how he took that. Oh wow! Even he is like a critic on it. Shit. Yeah, very much so. He's really, and, your, uh, he's really your kid, huh? Yeah, he really is like it. Yeah. And then he, uh, he very much was like, uh, everything else was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I like mm-hmm. that. He was like, I like that the brother helped the sister. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess. You know, and I was like, he's like, okay. And then, like, I like that the sister was really smart. And yeah. She did all these cool things. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know? Yeah. Also, you were saying that thing about, like, the, the poorness. So, you know, they use it for whenever they want, especially with Carrie Coon's character. I'm like, yeah. yeah, also, movie commit, dude. I mean, because they're still poor at the end. of No one paid them for this. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> did you find gold or something? No, you well, didn't. Not only, not only that, but, like, you're also in financial need to the town because you just made a mess. Made a mess. The house is, wasn't it partly or all? Dist- I don't know. A bunch of it was destroyed. doesn't look like they're in good shape at all. No, what are they going to do not. tomorrow? Feel happy That's... that they saved the world? You know, you know how many mouths that feeds? Nothing. It doesn't feed anything. <laughs> You're right. It does feel like that. I just feel like and, the movie went too much on this on the reason they have to be there, and they didn't. They did not satisfyingly do anything. Yeah, I know. I get it. I'm in. I'm in agreement with you, bro. Yeah, that was a, that was a nine. Yeah, but also like I think going back to the very end with the the Heather the ending, I liked it a lot. I thought 
everything worked out great. Especially since I set up a lot of things, especially with the daughter. He had a whole wall picture of, you know, like, I, I, he did the ultimate sacrifice of, he put, he did put everybody ahead of himself, you know? Yeah, that and every father who left their kids, right? <laughs> I, that was my first question. Like, I thought, like, oh, I don't know. It feels like you could not be a dick and save the world. I don't understand why you can't do that. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm like, we're no, fine. It did, it did fine. feel like that, but, like... Well, they have to was, do that because Harold Ramis is dead, and he's been there for, like, 10 years, over 10 exactly. years. Exactly. No, I get it. So, I get it. I get why yeah. that did. But. No, it's just... It is, I mean, it did feel like what you just said. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, he went, for a car, he went for a carton of milk and he went to the farm. <laughs> and I said, I never that's right. what I felt the way she talked about him. No, um, no, it, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, also, did no mention of the mother. The mob? Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah. I was like, who's the mob? And then for I a really second thought, there. Yeah, go ahead. I'll just, for, for a second there, I thought it was the girl. The, yeah, the, what do you want? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was her, but. No one ever acknowledges her. So, like, if it's her, she's a dick because she saw her daughter. <laughs> it didn't say shit about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they're that estranged or they hate each other that they ignored it in front of the no, kids. I th- no, I, I think they're no, leading on to the, the yeah. mob's probably dead by now, also. Yeah, I guess. Um, still, though. Still, though. Um, still, though. It, still it really felt that. like the, uh, the other two movies kind of set up those two to hook up, honestly. It for does, yeah. Days. They were flirting. There was a cute flirt between yeah, two nerds so or whatever, and it was good. Looked good to me. But no, nothing happened, I guess. They, right. missed, their, they missed their shot. They did? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the ending. So uh, I, I felt that, I think just the way the movie wanted me to feel it, uh-huh. in, the, in the sense that of uh, when the credits were rolling, and then it was given the cast, and then it says Sigourney Weaver, and I'm like, Sigourney Weaver, and then right and smash cuts to that scene. You saw it, right? Yeah. Uh, and that was great. That was a perfect, uh, fun. It scene. was. It was. Yeah. It's a nothing scene that doesn't mean anything, but like it's just so much fun. But it's not, it's nothing, but it also is great for anybody who's seen the originals. And it yeah. was a great, it's just for oh, us, right? Great. Oh, it's just for us, one hundred percent. Super. Yeah. That was like fan service. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So. Now I heard, and I didn't see it. There's another post-credit scene. Do you know about this? No, there's another one. Yeah, okay, you didn't know either. <laughs> there is. It's about um, Winston, and uh, it's about Winston and something about to, like something standing up for the next movie. Oh, what was? Yeah, it? it's like a Marvel. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, I haven't seen it. I heard someone tell me about it, and they mentioned Winston and something to do with. Uh, the technology or something like maybe the proton I don't know what but he was doing something and it looked like they were preparing for the next bad or whatever didn't the movie also say something about hold on didn't, wasn't there a scene with Winston in it and him being in his office with, with who and who with her and uh, uh, Annie Potts or what's it called uh, the Janine the, 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 the Ghostbusters what do you want girl uh, I thought we just saw her once. Was there? A, did I? How many scenes? No, you, you you see her a couple times. You see her twice. Maybe, maybe I forgot. Did I see the scene? I think I saw it then. Maybe you did. Oh, you mean the the, the finale? The, yeah. The, did I see the finale? I, do you remember staying through the credits? Dude, I think I did see it, but I don't remember <laughs> them talking about a second movie. And I'm asking you about it, like, oh, did you see the scene? <laughs> what was funny is that oh, I'm talking about it. The scene is like, uh huh. I do remember him talking, and he was like, I do this for my family and everything else. And mm. 
Yeah, I think you did see it because I think I remember someone telling me that's what he says. Yes. Yeah, but I don't remember that. <laughs> to be honest with you, I didn't really pay attention to it. Well, like it felt like yeah, they were saying like it feels like they're setting up for the next one or they're going to make more or something, you know? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Just know. saying. Um, and one last bit here, unless you have something else. I guess I did. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Reitman, so who, um, who is a solid director for me. Not that every one of his movies are hits, but like a young adult, man. Very fucking good movie. Uh, I think he did Up in the Air, too. Anyway, he pretty did. solid movies that guy has made. Um, that guy is the son of the director of the first Ghostbusters. No, he's not. Yep, Ivan Reitman. Check it out. Look it up right now. That's so funny. That is that's that's funny and also problematic for Hollywood, but there you go. That happens all the time in Hollywood. Problematic. Everyone's related, to, every, I, everyone's related to someone. I, I just feel like they want these like Easter eggs everywhere. Yeah, I'm saying that's a, the same last name. Look it up, and the, that's father son. I believe you. I don't need to. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's uh, interesting. But people might want to know how if nepotism is still a real thing. It is, <laughs> and uh, still there, full force. <laughs> All right, but it's kind of cool, like passing the torch, the sequel to the. For film. sure, sure. It does feel satisfying. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. But that's all I have on on this film. Unless you have something else. No, I don't. I'm, I'm sorry that I, I. I'm pretty sure I did see the uh, other ending. That's okay. Just, <laughs> I'll I, see that, it somewhere online eventually. That's how much I just. I was. I probably was just like, oh, okay. you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Fun movie though. <laughs> yeah, overall fun movie. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not breaking the bank, but it's a fun movie. Um, that's our review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. I almost, I almost want to say Afterfall for some reason. Afterlife, uh-huh. and uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna review. Um, well, not rough, but uh, the pre-review, pre-recorded something with Luke finishing up a marathon from earlier this summer. We're going to review Sideways. I'm going to review it with Luke. Stay with us and check it out. It's a hard grape to grow, as you know, right? It's it's thin skin, temperamental, ripens early. It's, you know, it's not a survivor like Cabernet, which can just grow anywhere and uh, thrive even when it's neglected. No, Pinot needs constant care and attention. You know, and in fact, it can only grow in these really specific little tucked away corners of the world. And and only the most patient and nurturing of growers can do it, really. Only somebody really takes the time to understand Pino's potential can then coax it into its fullest expression. Then, I mean, oh, it's flavors. They're just the most haunting and brilliant and thrilling and subtle and ancient on the planet. Now, I mean, you know, Cabernets can be powerful and exalting too, but they seem prosaic to me for some reason. (laughs) By comparison, I don't know. This in five, four, three... Two. Two men reaching middle age with not much to show but disappointment embark on a weekend-long trip through California's wine country, just as one is about to take a trip down the aisle. No, Sideways. Nice. Short and sweet. Starring Paul Giamatti and mm-hmm. Thomas Hayden Church and some other people, but Virginia Madsen and Sandra. Yeah, I want to say, they're not, really they're not small fry. Yeah, so this movie came out in 2004. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we have to explain some stuff because it's been a while. So what yeah, is this and why are we reviewing this movie? So eons ago, we decided to do this uh, marathon where I chose five movies, three movies that I really enjoyed back when I was developing a palette for movies and two that I did not. Well, we did four of the movies sometime last year, but due to my absence, we never got a chance to do this one until well, now. It was this year, bro, wasn't it? No, that was, that was last year, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it wasn't, but I'll double check. doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, but recent memory, but not that recent. Um, right. And this is your fifth and last one. And this is one that you remember yes. enjoying back then. Yes, so you'll be watching it to see if you, if you still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, got it. So, well, what's the prognosis? Still enjoyable, but man, was I off. Off on what? Um, maybe on why you enjoyed fading. it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, these are some very unlikable characters. They are some. They're maybe, assholes. Maybe okay, yeah. Maybe I should start by asking you, what did you like about it in two thousand four? I I like that it was kind of like dark and depressing. <laughs> okay. And it had these like little moments of like, explosive comedy, you know. But for the most mm-hmm. part, it was kind of you know subdued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then now is that is the same, but not the same, or different? I just. I don't remember the characters being such assholes. Yeah. As when I watched this movie, I was like, wow, fuck these guys. They suck. They deserve every wrong thing coming towards them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a weird movie, but you continue, continue. I mean, right. you say you, um, and then I'll say mine. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, and, spo- and spoiler filled, obviously. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Very. Well, it takes place in like the nineties. Cause I mean, who the fuck else, you know, does a crossword puzzle while they're driving. <laughs> does that feel 90s? I don't know. Uh, who does crossword puzzles while they're driving today? Come on. No, not today, but 2004. With a newspaper or whatever. 2004? I don't know. Sure. I can see that. A little bit. No. But um, yeah, These guys are uh, kind, of, kind of the masters of self-sabotage, I would say. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they're pretty good at it. Yeah. I mean... Too bad I can make it into a job or anything. Right? Jesus. I mean, just like from the beginning, like, uh, you know, obviously he, uh, Miles is first the main character. He's like a wine uh, aficionado mm-hmm. who yeah. is a, uh, you know, a, a teacher somewhere in California. His buddy Jack is about to get married. So that's kind of like their, uh, his bachelor party type weekend thing where they're going to go to. Wine ca- ca- County and somewhere in California and just drink a shit. Wine country. Wine. Yeah. yeah Napa Valley, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a county. It's a, well, they call it wine country. I know. Just saying. Well, you know, that's what they call it. What do you want? Oh. What do you want from me? I didn't name it. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, from the beginning, like, uh, they go to Miles' uh, mother's house. Mm-hmm. And, cause, and he just steals, like, a fucking, like, $1,000 from her. Yes, he does. Like, what a fucking scumbag. Like, how do you steal from your mother? Like, how down are you to do this, you know? I mean, just, uh. Anyways, and then, you know, when then you kind of get to meet more, more of Jack's character when they get to, you know, like, the whole thing. And he's just like, oh, I'm going to cheat on my wife or my future wife, you know. I just want to get, you know, my dick wet before I settle down. These guys are fucking horrible people. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah. Um... 
So would you say this movie came out a little lower for you, like in estimation? Like you didn't like it as much? I still liked it. I'm just saying these guys are assholes. So I, I recognize this more now. Yeah, okay. Yes, definitely. Like, um, time... I don't want to say time has not been kind to Sideways, but I will say time has made Sideways um, clearer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, in, in my particular estimation, because we're, as much as you joke around that we're, I'm so much older, we're roughly the same age. We're four years apart. Um, shut up. And, um, you know, the, I, I too, I too liked it, liked it in 2004 for you know compared to today childish regions reasons you know i like the explosive comedy bits too i like uh i like the 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 dialogue is really what sold me on oh, the movie fantastic dialogue you know and uh and the performance i said back then and i think it's still true is paul giamatti's literally perfect movie his perfect movie it is a movie made for mm-hmm. him you know he did do that other movie that after this that was kind of good. I don't remember. Is it American Splendor? It's the one where he's the bad guy and the guy kills the guy with a carrot. Yeah, that's not a good movie. Shoot him <laughs> up. Good. Yeah, Shoot him up. Go. That was Clive Owen that you're thinking yeah, of. Clive Owen. There you go. Yeah, I saw that in theaters. <laughs> it was a fun time for sure, but it was a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So back to these characters, though. One thing I did note that uh, they have... They're shitty at self-reflection of who they are as a person, but they will call each other out on their bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, really good at that. Very, yeah, yeah. very. Like very... Miles is gonna dig into you know Jack like for his infidelity. Jack's gonna dig at Miles for his uh thing with his ex-wife, like that he's still kind of like not over it. Like, they have issues, and obviously you know, and it's just like okay, yeah, you're good at noticing other people's flaws, but are you really noticing your own? So. It's a good thing, you know, that I know, mm-hmm. you know, look at yourself, your own self-reflection. Uh, you know. Yeah, this movie has so many problems that that's not even the beginning of it, really. Um, so, yeah, this movie, it's, it's about a lot of things that uh, I would say, like, if I was trying to be nice about the characters, I wouldn't just say immediately assholes. I would say completely confused, misguided, um, traumatized anxiety-driven individuals. I would say in the case of um, Paul Giamatti's character, mainly, you know. But I would say the bigger, the bigger architect of, like, of being of being the worser person, I would say is his friend. Jack? Yeah, Jack in the movie. Um, oh, yeah, I, Jack's... Yeah, he's bad. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, he is, I mean... I don't want to be that person that says, well, he's of a time where that was way more likely to happen. You know, of a time where, like, he would, you know, had he different friends and was younger when he's getting married, like, he would have, like, 50 strippers in front of him. Right? That's like him. Right? That, you know, that alpha jockey mentality thing and, you know, fuckboy mentality, right, that we call today is um is what he is he has that energy and you know now fortunately and unfortunately for him is that he's best friends with miles a person that's completely the opposite of that and is uncomfortable with the situations and doesn't go for the girl and because he has so many other deep-rooted issues but you know but he always he's like he's so bad in this movie but he is so funny because he's so unaware 
of his own stupidity most times. Even after he admits he's made a mistake, he still doesn't really understand the mistake he's made. He's kind of dense. Perfect he's, actor. He's a dud. Yeah, no, he's that that, char- that fucking actor plays it so well. It's so believable. When he's crying to Miles, we got to get the ring back. We got to get the... Like, it's so funny to me. It is so funny. And he, Miles just looking at him like... Well, he's like trying to say at first, like, well, you lost a wallet. There you go. You say that. You lost a wallet. He's like... No, no, motherfucker, you lost the wallet. But he's still, like, bro-coding it. Like, he can't tell anyone, you know, even though he feels really uncomfortable. And then Miles, man. Miles is such a mindfuck of a person. Like, yeah. I mean, that guy's addicted to, like, depression in a way. Maybe not. I'm kind of generalizing here. I'm not really a psychologist, so I'm not, you know. There was a part that I really enjoyed this time around. With Miles, when I think he was talking to Maya about like the types of grapes, mm-hmm. um, I think he was describing himself in a way. Yes, he was talking about, about Pinot, uh, the Pinot uh, yeah. Noir. Yeah, he was talking about the grape. He's like, it's like, oh, it's a it, it's a it's very hard to grow. It it's like thin skin grapes. Right? Yeah, it needs constant attention. I'm like, dude, that. That's you in a nudge. Yeah, you're a fucking high maintenance, right. bitch. That's what he's saying. Yeah, no, no, it is yeah, exactly what that is. Other yeah. grapes are just so easy to just grow, you know, it doesn't matter. And I think that's what he would want to be. So he compared himself how he is and I think how he wants to be. No, and man, I, this mo- this movie almost convinces me to be a wine guy. <laughs> and I hate wine. You know me, Luke. I hate wine. Are you a wine guy? No, right? Um, I don't like reds. I do like some uh, white wines. That's like Rieslings and shit? Um, that depends. Uh, I mean, I've never not. I'm not saying I. I've never gotten into I it, it, but I can drink some of it. It's just that it's just like it's always like the fifth place option. If these other five things are not available, sure, I'll have wine. Like you know, like it's Coke, never my go to. Diet Coke, fine, I'll have a wine. Right, you know that's what I'm saying. Like Dr. I would pepper, Sierra. Yes, Mister Pib even. So don't, 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 don't. I'm just saying. You that's how much I alone. don't prefer wine. Shut up. Um, you know, and I'm not such a I'm not I'm not a wine guy. This movie almost convinces me. It has like a strange. It's almost it's very strange advertising for wine. It's like wine is the acceptable form of alcohol that you can drink at almost any time of the day for almost any reason. Yeah. And something that Miles is unfortunate because he's also like an, an alcoholic. I mean, I wouldn't call him an alcoholic. Alcoholism is clearly like a secondary. Uh, vice in, in because of his other problems, but it's still there. You know, he's an expert at it, and you can't be an expert in wine without being a drinker. So, like, it's kind of hard to get away with that. <laughs> well, but I mean, everyone accepts of, it because it's wine, and they're in wine these, country. A lot of these people don't even like really. They're just like taste it. They they don't even swallow. Just spit it out. They're just like, oh, okay, I kind of get a taste for it. Some of them, yes, you're right. You're right. You can do it without doing that. But also, like, what's the fucking point then? Um, Right, and he Miles will say that like the cycle drink the fucking wine <laughs> as a former lower coast, of course. Um, Actually, yeah, but you know what's funny? Yeah, I was reading that uh, after this movie came out, it slowed uh, Merlot oh, Merlot sales, sale. yep, it caused price to fall, yeah. And but uh, Pinot Noir, I think, and overall wine consumption in certain parts just shot up. Hey, bad. I bet this movie was kind of big for, I mean, it's a, it was a big movie for considering that it was just like a a dramedy. It's not a comedy straight up. It's dr- it's a drama comedy. 
and for that kind of movie it's also like a weird movie it's awkward as fuck sometimes it's it's cringy you know for a movie like this it really became really successful for that kind of movie really successful no action no heavy head and drama no period piece no book adaptation oh it is i think based on a book maybe um it, it but is, no famous it's book. A three-part book yeah yeah sorry i messed that up it's but like one. it's you know it's about a, a failed writer drinking wine and shit you know and it's a little bit funny it's actually a lot of bit funny it's really funny um well that's the other thing is that it's just the jokes are really handed down to his idiot friend who constantly drinks anything you put in front of him and says, tastes pretty good to me, no matter yeah. what it is. He has no palate. Yeah, no matter what he's drinking. I love it how we get that whole scene in the the first time, they're, the first winery they hit or whatever, and he's like telling him how to sniff it and taste it, but don't swallow it yet. And right. and then and he drinks it and he goes through all that, and he's like, are you chewing gum? <laughs> Just like a... <laughs> Yeah, that was fantastic. And then, like, you think it would get old, but by the end of the movie, when they're hitting their last place, like, one of the last places this is the place where he's drinking all of the spit wine, you know, that scene, and that shitty, oh, the spit bucket. and the shitty commercial winery that he detests, yeah. that he thinks that the wine is so stupid, it's made wrong, and all that. He drinks it, and with the same inflection as all the other ones, tastes pretty good to me. You know, it's like, so funny. It works every time course every time um so let's talk about the women though right they're the catalyst of everything oh, yes so what do you think of virginia Madsen in this movie she, she got a nomination Maya, i think for right? the movie the oh, waitress virginia. yeah <coughs> um, let's, um this movie was actually fucking nominated for a lot of things mm-hmm. yeah it was uh yeah she was nominated for best supporting actress no she was good um i mean she almost convinced me to drink wine her her <laughs> monologue is what almost convinced me. Really? Yeah. W- which monologue? The one monologue she gets, really. I mean, she only gets like, I guess like, she gets a couple. But the one monologue. The movie, no, no. This is when they when they all hang out together at her place. This is not the dinner one. This is the after that. They hang out at her place. And they start talking about wine. Like, why do you love Pinot Noir so much? And then Miles gives his piece. And it's really great. He gives a really, really solid reason. He clearly has thought of it before. The real, real reason is that he's masking his true shame of his life by drinking wine. But whatever. And and he and then she gives her a reason. I forget what it was. I'm sorry. It's, it has been like a couple months since I've seen this movie. But like, um, but she gives this awesome monologue, and that was that was, almost convinced me of drinking wine. One, but two, it gave him the perfect wind. Everyone in the world knows that's the sign. You go in and kiss her. And he doesn't do it. And it's so cringy after because he tries after. He's like too late and too early. Like, eh, that really hurt because that's his self-sabotage at work. He doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't know what he thinks he deserves. You know, he thinks he deserves nothing, you know. So that that scene gets like immediately killed by Miles's awkwardness, his, his, his shame, his whatever, his fear of being alone and losing out and everything. Um, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember that? Right? That's the scene? Yeah, I think I do. Okay. Yeah, anyway, she gives this whole impassioned speech about wine being alive, being like a living thing. Like when you open it at any other day from the day you open it, it will taste different. Things like that. Remember? That's the scene yeah, that I'm okay. talking about. Yeah. Which, again, I don't get about wine because I don't have any palate and I don't give right. a shit about wine. 
I don't have a 1961 Chateau de whatever. Blanc, yeah, whatever that was. Blanc, you know. Yeah, the ones that are peaking. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I don't know how these people remember all these years and things. Well, if when you enter something, you enter it. You know, that's how you know. You just but it know. seems like you. It's you know, there's only X amount of bottles, and they're to be consumed. You know. So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say. I guess that it makes sense to me. It's like a hobby, but right? you just know a lot about it. And again, because this hobby is alcoholic in nature, <laughs> it's much easier to to do that. So, um, yeah. What else? What else? Oh yeah, Sandra is perfect. Like I'm, you know, uh, she, you know, this movie also is kind of one of one of a kind in its popularity because it like it it it's a bunch of older people hooking up you know it's older people hooking up you never really see that just exclusively you well, know i'm not saying never through, you know i'm not saying never but rarely it's ne- it's rarely such adults like they're in their 30s all of them or older even but they're 30s i think um you know it's like a weird like hooking up movie but there were the everyone's much older and they're doing i guess adulter versions of them but they're not really you know, they're just drinking, going out and having fun. But in, in Sandra O's case, she has a kid, too. So she's got to be, you know, and she has to, like, she wants to be with this guy, not, like, just hook up with him. So, like, very interesting, weird stuff. And it's like, but she was, like, really sexy in the movie, surprisingly. She, um, she was good looking. I'd, yeah. I'd put it in her, I guess. Yeah. Not that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I'm saying, like, yeah, it was, she really nailed that, that aspect of it. And, and Virginia Madsen as well. But she was more, like. Reserve wanted to she do had it like carefully. a more girl next door, maybe. And yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. But man, she, uh, Sandra O's character, man, she went to fucking town on Miles. I mean, not Miles, but uh, Jack. Jack. Yeah, well deserved. That was one of those good explosive moments. That was a that was a well deserved beating. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I mean the guy was pretty much essentially like, I don't know, if it was like a flaw in Jack's character where he just couldn't commit to something and he was just like oh I saw the, I, I have this new opportunity I want to spend the rest of my life with her oh my god oh. that was what an idiot. so bad so bad what an idiot what a lack of responsibility a lack of foresight a lack of awareness a lack of anything and when we was talking to Miles about that and Miles gives him those looks that's me giving the looks to the, to the, to the, to the TV you know I'm like oh, shut up bro shut up you know, it almost feels like we all have a friend like that. You yeah. know, um, we definitely do. I feel, and it's just so ridiculous. Um, but I also, on the other hand, I get it. He's just so aloof and dumb. He's just Very impulsive, cool. just impulsive. Um, but yeah, also the way Miles though kind of you know spilled the beans on that was also a very bad time. Like he did it the worst time. Yeah, couldn't I mean, have like told her before or not told her. I'm pretty her. sure he could have somehow, like, oh no, I got a wedding, and he doesn't. Blah blah blah. Or he could have talked himself out of that one had he been slick enough. Yeah, the thing is that that he 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 was capable of being that slick enough, but he chose to be like honest at the wrong time. You know, because we've seen him be slick before. You know, I mean, it's slick enough anyway to fool like the mother to fool someone else. You know, like he has been that way before. Now, I want to talk about the. So I did. So I want to. I did listen to one or two podcasts that I had listened to, you know, years in the past or whatever. 
uh, reviews on this movie just to refresh my memory on okay. that, right? Yeah, well, I wonder what they said. And one of the things that they said uh, about the third act, this is um, uh, after they leave wine country and they're doing the wedding, right? Um, Miles, you know, finds out that his ex, who he had hopes for, would be reunited with, not only found someone else, but is pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I don't know if it's because of that, but he does not join the, the reception and instead goes out, gets his expensive bottle that's peaking, the best bottle of wine right now, whatever, and goes out to a fast food place and starts drinking it out of a styrofoam cup. Yeah. Now, the way I'm describing it sounds really dour, lonely, depressing, and all that. But, like, I remember both times in the theater when I first saw it and now when I saw it for this review, um, feeling like that's kind of a good like a good version of that. Like, he was taking charge of the fact that he no longer has to wait or feel like he has to wait for a special occasion and kind of took Virginia Madsen's advice thinking that, the bottle, opening the bottle is a special occasion. Not that you have to find one to open it because it's such a good bottle of wine. And I thought he was doing it for that reason. Like he's letting it go. He's not being attached on like too attached to something that is bad for him. Like he is letting it go. He's starting to let it go. And he's starting with this bottle. And the fact that he's drinking it, you know, the, out of a styrofoam cup, it doesn't matter because the wine is still the wine. That's how I saw it. But apparently, a lot of reviews saw that as going complete, like a continual extra downfall. Really? For him. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you. How did you see that scene? I saw it as like, so that he was always saving that wine for like a special occasion, right? Yeah. And it's like me. I thought he was. You know what? Maybe fuck it. This is it. Let's just enjoy it. Right. It doesn't have to be a special thing. Let's just. I'm just going to enjoy it because I want to enjoy it. I'm not okay. going to w- yeah. sit around and wait for this perfect moment to eventually happen where let's just go. Right. Okay. So you agree with me. So yeah. we're like, but we're still outliers because a lot of people so seemingly see that scene completely differently than we do. And, and, and there's kind of like a turning point in the story because after that, you know, he gets a call from Maya. He's like, hey, I read your manuscript and whatnot. And it's like, and he goes to see her again. Well, yeah, it ends with like the hope of maybe right. her forgiving him or her letting him in or whatever. But uh, you think it would happen? You, it's, it's a hopeful ending, but it's more positive than just hope. It's not. It's ambiguous, which you must hate. But um, but it's ambiguous. I think in a more positive way, where like most likely it will be fine because he was always trying to be truthful, even though he fucked that up, and. You know, his book carried the rest of what he couldn't say to her. And then her voicemail to him, which would get in voiceover, um, describing the book or, or giving giving him her feelings on it, um, I think maybe opened it up a little more where they can actually reconcile in some fashion. So I felt very positive for me. Is that how you felt or no? Mm, I don't know. Hmm. I I would love to be positive, but you know. Oh, you don't think they would? Like she would let him in? Or let uh, him back in her I, life? I kind of read a Wikipedia page on this um, the next two books, so I kind of know. And I don't oh, well, the books don't matter. It's just a movie. They're not okay. making another one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I would have hoped if, if he would have some type of good luck and, you know, to, yeah. his life would turn around and maybe finally establish something with her. I always have that 
positive outlook, or at least I try to. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I, yeah. We like the ending, and uh, ultimately, Jack is irredeemable the whole movie. Yeah. You know, I, obviously, it's not his story, but like his story would come out if it was like his story, it would be boring. But like the the fact that it leads to that crazy scene of Miles having to break into this woman's. <laughs> house to take the wallet where the ring is at that was so that's so funny the way he looks at it, it's a perfect scene and perfect leading up to it like the way he convinces miles the way the way jack is telling him like dude i, I ran like he's like that's five clicks jack like fucking yeah right i was five clicks <laughs> you know running naked to get to safely to the hotel room like oh my god it's so funny if there was footage of that you know, and Miles, that's, you know, one of the very few times he's actually laughing in the whole movie because he's, you know, so down on himself all the time. I mean, he's so down on himself throughout most of the movie that you kind of want him to shut up. But like, you know, this is one of the few times where he really is genuinely laughing and it's it just makes it funnier, makes it so much funnier. And then it gets really dreadful because he he's like, oh, I have to do this one thing for my friend. And obviously the the cherry on top of all that is that Jack decides to crash the car to make it look like. That was that was a good move. I mean, that was a good capper to the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was funny. That uh, was funny. And I love that um, the first time they did it, it's like uh, it wasn't good enough. Then, right? It didn't. Yeah, I believe I I was I was with him, and I mean, if they're gonna do it, definitely do it right than that, better than that. But like, yeah, they fucked up. <laughs> they should look for a wall. Why a tree where it could easily? So dumb. So dumb. Um. Yeah. Um, what else do you want to talk about this movie, if anything else? Mm, I don't think I have anything really else about it. All right. Yeah, me either. Not much. Like I said, I did see this a few months ago. I mean, I'm still remembering a lot of scenes, but like overall, it's been a minute. Um, but yeah, that's our review of Sideways. And this will actually finally conclude our marathon, the last marathon, not the one we just finished. Because, uh, unfortunately, I won't be able... I need to find a good um, episode to release this on. I don't want to release it on the new one because that'll be... I did that last time. I added a fourth review. I'm like, mm-hmm. these are too long now. So I want to add it maybe to the one after that. I don't know what I'm going to do. But where, whenever and wherever this comes out, I hope you've enjoyed the episode, this segment at least, of Sideways, ending our our marathon here with Luke here, now that I've got him mm-hmm. on this side of the world. So I'm glad you enjoyed us. Until the next uh, review, you know, stay with us. And I'm Oscar, and you are Luke. See you later. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.